guys, brand new podcast. This is the fucking fifth time I've done this intro. I've been, I'm just, I should just get to the podcast. Today's podcast, I have nothing to promote. Go big shows over. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, new two bears, one caves out. New Bill Burr's out. Uh, go to burrburrburr.com for any info on tour dates or if you have tickets for any upcoming shows. Let's get to it. Today's podcast guest is Rick Glassman. We have a fantastic conversation about Magic the Gathering. I've always been interested by stuff like that. And Rick explains his saga of getting involved with the Magic the Gathering online fan community, which is pretty fascinating and telling of human behavior. But more importantly, he talks me through um, the cards, the collecting the cards, which I find really, uh, really fascinating. It's probably one of the most interesting conversations I've had on my podcast in a very long time. And I've had some really good podcasts lately. We got a lot of ones locked and loaded. So I apologize if they're not coming out on a timely fashion. We're trying to backlog them and keep and get locked and loaded for everything. 11-11, I'm seeing double numbers all the time. All right. Uh, Rick Glassman's a stand-up comedian. He has a podcast called Take Your Shoes Off. He recently had Kristen Bell on. I haven't seen it, but it looks fucking awesome. Uh, but it's a great podcast. And Rick is a very uh intense dude like he doesn't do anything half-assed he is he is an amazing his podcast is really great it's really fantastic i gotta watch one with Kristen bell he was on undateable uh which was the show all the all the comics were on uh funches who else was on it delia was on it brent morton i'm sorry god damn it man my brain's fucking not firing hot yet so yeah, you're gonna have a great podcast. Why 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 am I gonna fucking skinny let's skinny it up, Bert? Let's just post the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, outside our new podcast studio, without further ado, stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster, rug purveyor, Rick Glassman. This is Welcome back to another episode of What's Happening with Bert. My name's Rick, and today our host is Bert. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling I'm feeling great, actually. I'm really feeling great lately. I feel great physically. I haven't felt great in a long time physically. Um, mostly because like I think I, I my partying got to a place where I was like, I was, I was, it was it was painful to run. I wasn't giving it my all. And I turned a corner for whatever reason. I think I spent a big chunk sober. I turned a corner and now I'm like running harder than I've ever run. Um physically. Do you want to know how great today was? I went out in my front yard. Yes. I'm in my underwear with my dogs, but they're like, you know, it looks like shorts. And the guy drives down the st my street and he goes, Hey Bert. I say, Hey, what's up? And he goes, looking skinny, my man. And just kept driving. Is there something, is there any part of you, I don't know what you're using with this, but at the beginning you were talking about how you're a little intimidated to show your real paranoid self. Yeah, I'm very intimidated by it. But is there a part of you that when someone says, yo, Bert, looking skinny, where you're like, yes, but also don't know where I live. No, actually, can I tell you that this is crazy? Yes. I am very, com I would never, it never bothered me that everyone knew where I lived. It, it made me feel like the, everyone knows where the mayor lives. Like they don't kill him. I don't him. know who the. I don't know where the mayor lives. <laughs> For real? Don't, don't we all know where the mayor lives? <laughs> what do you guys think? You guys know where the mayor lives? No. <laughs> no well, why? you know where the governor lives. <laughs> like they tell you where his house is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I get granted he has security, but like, so you base you base your comfort level on um, whatever the governor people know about the governor, or the mayor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The I I it did never bothered me. I and I was really loose with it. Um, I was really really loose with it. I used to like. 
people would text me and go, hey, man, just so you know, like, you're telling a story and you're talking about these different places. There's only one place in the in, in L.A. where you just said cunt. It, I, fucking, you should have heard me last night. <laughs> Cut to a clip. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, he's like, you're really specific on where you live. Like, you talk about all these different places. And he goes, there's only like one place in the city where all these three places are together. And he's like, just so you know, it's really easy to find your house. What was what were the three pieces of data that well, you I'm gave? I'm still living there, so I don't want to say it. <laughs> so, uh, before a, a fast we go, food restaurant. Fast well, food before restaurant. we go further, I, I forgot that I, I have his retainer in. I have TMJ disorder. Do you really? Boy, my arm's tired. Not now, but I have to take it out. And I left the case in my car. Let me do that real quick. Okay, yeah. Um, we could either cut or you could vamp. I'll just vamp, I'll just vamp. vamp. <laughs> Halston, are you trying to sneak eat? Yes. Um, I'm having a cold beer. I had for today. I woke up hungover, and I decided I wanted an egg sandwich, and I made one of the best egg sandwiches I've ever made. And then I made Leanne an egg sandwich, and then I made Georgia. It was on a brioche bun. What is that? I don't know if they'll make it in, but they will. I just recorded my hundredth episode. I saw. I saw the uh, that you're doing advertisers for your friends. <laughs> it's my hundredth episode, dude. Who cares? <laughs> I think it works out great. Is it really, Bakken? <laughs> just you'll see Mylar from time to time. Which one do we need to get rid of? No, you're perfect. I don't know where my retainer case is. Oh, there you go, Leanne. Just my wife just got uh got diagnosed with TMJ disorder. Nope, she got Invisalign. Oh, yeah. you're about to get boners, man. So gross. No, but I'm saying once their teeth are straight. No, they're perfect already. It, they just it. They're not. It's not cosmetic. It's uh, clinical. Like her, she has a tooth that's bump, bumping, and they need to straighten one tooth. One tooth. So she's got to have it on for one year. And I was like, at fifty, you decide to get cosmetic surgery, and it's your teeth that you fix. Calling Invisalign cosmetic surgery it is, is like are, calling bowling being part of a triathlon. Oh, I couldn't find it. <laughs> It is cosmetic surgery. Getting your teeth done, like, I've had all my teeth done. <laughs> it's an interesting choice of balloons. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Much better, much better. Perfect. We have Kristen Bell on as our 100th guest. For real? Yeah. So. For real? Yeah. So. Kristen Bell is Zach. Galifianakis' son. No, Zach Gallif Zach uh, Zach Dax Shepard's wife. Yes, I get mixed up with Amy Adams, Kristen Bell. Like and there's there, Anna, I get, Anna, Anna Anna. I don't know. There's Amy Adams. There's there's uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Yeah, and uh, the girl who plays opposite um, uh, 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 in the Fighter. Yeah, wait, that's Amy Adams, right? Amy Adams, and then there's the one from Wedding Crashers who is with. Her name's Sasha. Isla Fisher. Those are the two I get confused with. Yeah, I get them all confused. That's like the Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. Is that because they look alike or because of the bills? Both. Well, they look alike and they and their bills, and they always got confused. I was. I remember people thought I was Dane Cook's brother. When I first came out, they're like, "Are you guys because brothers? you look like Dane, or because you look like Dane's I get, brother?" I think no, I definitely didn't look like Dane's brother. You know I, what his brother looks like? No, I actually why do don't. Why you say that? Why would you say that with such just confidently? Confidence. I've, oh, I've seen I do pictures. not look like. I've seen pictures of him. I think he's just a very. I think he was a very uh, average-looking dude. I think Dane got the looks in the family. 
It's like she wants to tell me a secret. So wait, how did you get Anna Paquin on? Anna Paquin is a, is a <laughs> different, is like a fourth person name. <laughs> how did you get Kristen Bell on your podcast? She uh, seems like she's positive energy. Huh? She's great. She's great positive energy. Did you know? Just asked. Did you, did you do a movie with her or something? No. You just reached out? I just reached out. You're like, hey, Kristen Bell. <laughs> yeah, I said, hey, Kristen, uh, you want to do my 100th episode? And she said, yeah. <laughs> For real? Yeah. You'd never met her. I'd met her. Oh, where did you meet her? My ex-girlfriend. Can I say that? Uh, a girl I used to date? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Kristen are friends. And my ex, Jackie, is still a friend of mine. How'd that work out? Being friends with an ex? Yeah. Incidentally, a, a guest that you made earlier, a movie. Movies will make you friends. Um, yeah. So Jackie Tone. Do you know Jackie? She's a comedian. No. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm just, I'm bad at names. And uh, she uh, and I were dating, and then we broke up. Everything was fine, but we're not having parties together. We broke yeah. up. Yeah. And then a couple years goes by, and we were both in the same movie with each other, and we found out the day of the table read. And then we were always very, very good friends. It's just you can't, it's hard to be friends with somebody after you broke up with them. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we did a movie together. And, and since sense. you've destroyed their character to everyone behind their back. Never. That's what I do. Why? Because well, I'm not a grown-up. Well, tell me tell me something bad about Bill Paxton. Oh, uh, Bill Paxton's dead. That's like the worst thing you can say. <laughs> what, who's the other one? What was, I, uh, I get, I get, uh, I'm dyslexic and I, there's certain reasons. Were you words, just grabbing a tit? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm dyslexic and certain words uh, fuck me up. I have a list of them. I try, I try to write them down as they, as they show up, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but one, I'll tell you one that here, one that gets me all the time and I keep, it makes me giggle and I know you're not supposed to giggle like this. I'll tell you the list of words. Hold on. Um, okay. Muscles, Muslims. I always mix the two up. So I'll read a bunch of muscles. Wrong, and I'm like, what the fuck? What was that? What was the rest of that sentence? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't gonna go good. <laughs> All right. Muscles, Muslims, daring and darling, veteran and vegetarian, ingenious and indigenous, tranny and tyranny. I get that one mixed up all the time. They're like, we got to get rid of all these trannies. What the fuck? Oh, it's tyranny in this country. We have to get rid of all these tyrannies? Tyrannies. No, they're like, uh, the I don't you know say the that, exact sentence. It sounds like an Italian dessert. All I know is tyranny was up on Stop the Tyranny or whatever, Stop what, on, on CNN, and I misread it, and I was like, what the fuck? Right. Um, puns and guns, and then the one, oh, I forgot the one that started Give me a puns thing. and guns example. Um, and you know what's interesting about that one? No matter what, it'll be a pun. Uh, ki uh, kids trying out puns at school, and I'm like, "What the fuck? That would oh, be nuts." Yeah. Wait, what was the one I wanted to say? Was the very beginning of this, and I and I forgot it. What were we talking about right before I said? I don't know, man. What, but it's oh, so oh, cool uh, that you made it to be successful. Talking, <laughs> talking about uh, destroying oh uh, oh names Paxton, Kristen Bill, Pullman. Oh, Pullman. I got Anna it. Fisher. I got it. You ready? You ready? Um. Uh. I read that someone got canceled, and I went, shut the fuck up. And then my wife's like, no, they got cancer. I went, oh, so much better. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I, I was like, I'd much rather have cancer. You can beat cancer. <laughs> oh. What would you rather have, testicular cancer or a viral video of you shouting the N-word? <laughs> What's the context of the video? Okay, it's All Star it, Weekend. It, it, it's All Star Weekend, and you tell a bunch of guys you can dunk, and they say no, and they won't let you dunk. And then it's you on the court just shouting the. Am I saying this to like people like LeBron? Yeah, 
So in your hypothetical, you're saying, <laughs> would you rather have testicular cancer or testicular cancer or be chumming it up with LeBron, but then dropping an end bomb on him? I mean, okay, the, okay. How about this? Is this okay? Ready? You guys have been okay. Here's the video. Ready? You and LeBron have actually been hanging out and joking around. Hold on. Hold you on. have my attention. Hold on. Hold on. So you and LeBron have been chowing around and joking about it. And he and he said, you're a comedian. He says, hey, you ever say the M word on stage? You're like, no, actually, I've not really said that word. And he's like, you never said it? And you're like, no, I've never said it. Then no one sees this. This is you and LeBron. All right. And he's like, you've never said it. And you're like, no, I've never said it. And he's like, I can't believe that. And you're like, LeBron, trust me. I wouldn't lie to you. So then you guys are playing one-on-one. <laughs> What's the and, score and before the next thing happens? It's, it's, you're playing to 11. It's by twos, right? It's 9-9. Nine, nine. By twos? By, I mean, one by two. How would you get to 11 if you were playing by twos? I guess ones and twos. <laughs> and you go, you play Kim. You guys are playing ball. You, know, you guys are playing two-pointers. <laughs> and then someone throws on a camera, and they're videotaping it. And you take the ball, and you go to dunk, and your balls hit LeBron in the nose, and he falls back on the court. And as a joke, you go, take that. And, and, and to LeBron, saying you've never said it, you say the N-word. He laughs. But as he laughs, he hits his head and he goes unconscious. Now, no one, he can't tell anyone this is a running joke. He's unconscious. All they have is you right. dunking on LeBron, nuts to the face, and you dropping an N-bomb on him as an inside joke. If he was conscious, he could clear you in a heartbeat. Right. So, And then that's the viral so this video. Is kind of, so the, one, one of two options happens there. Either he wakes up and then you're good. He you're explains good. it. Well, or, I don't know if you're good. Or he dies. Which is kind of like the end of, spoiler alert, season one of Game of Thrones, <laughs> where now it's like his champion who could have fixed everything is done. Yeah. Question, would people be more upset if somebody called LeBron a bad name or that the fact that they decommissioned him? What do you mean decommissioned? Like took him if out of the game? If he's out of the game now, oh, the, you're, that's bigger it's, news. It's you're, This is a double whammy. I mean... I say let's move on. <laughs> but, or... No, I'm saying from you, this you find hypothetical. A, lump, a very very curable testicular cancer is if you find early detection, I don't know, you beat man. it. I don't want to talk about it. I got a varicocele in my testicle. My grandfather had one testicle. What's one testicle? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Shut up. Born with it, just one, or lost No, it? I think he got it removed from something maybe like this. Oh, so this I think is... somebody actually, because my grandfather uh, is a, a, a musician, arranger, producer. He arranged and produced all of Ray Charles's music after 1959. He did all the strings for the orchestras. He conducted them. They were very close. Really? Yeah. And uh, that is real. Somebody gave my grandfather a similar hypothetical with Ray Charles. And <laughs> one he ball. lost the testicle. <laughs> All that is true, though. I am proud, uh, like, it's a bragging point of my grandpa with Ray. Your dad, your grandfather's, I feel like your grandfather would have the name Ira. Sid. It's for real? It's a good name. Yeah. Are you Jewish? Thank you, but yes. Yeah. I, I called someone Asian white on accident. What do you mean to call him? I just, I was Brian? Just, no, I, I said, I said, this is a problem with you fucking white women. She goes, I'm not white. And I went, oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't pick it up. I didn't, I don't, I don't know, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't see color, Rick. You know that's a hate crime to say now. I don't know, man, but I'm, I'm hating the topic of conversation. So why don't we just move on and talk more about muscles? Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the outside so space, my friend. When, when you break, when you break up with a girl, what's your process? I've never broken up with a girl, never once. Okay, I've always been broken up with, 100 percent of the time. Really? Correct. And even if there's been times where I wanted to break up. And I would like leave some breadcrumbs, like kind of yeah. leave them a, like a, here's your out. I've done that. 
I've made it so that they really want to break up with me. I feel like being in a relationship, you want to get broken up with in the same way where you'd rather be fired than quit because then you get it, you still get your unemployment yeah, and yeah, your pension. I'm, no, I have been fired. I've been about to get fired and I quit. And before you're they doing it all, me. that's your dyslexia. Yep. I got, it was part of the noble. It was the biggest fuck up. Did Dwayne, you almost cry? No. No, but my tits got loose. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Where you get like your your energy is like fucking pattering and you're like, oh God, this is like I meant just now you made a, a noise. Oh yeah? Yeah. No, uh so you get fired for what? What's the job? Barnes and Noble. I got fired for working out in the basement in my underwear. Sometimes naked. Really? But mostly in my Why underwear. would you be naked? Was it a comedy there's, thing? Nope, there was no there was no air conditioning in this Barnes and Noble. Yeah, but how much cooler is it to be without underwear? Uh, I'll explain it to you. I had on a you know a collared shirt, a tie, khakis, and like dress shoes. But I'd go down to the basement. There's no air conditioning in the Astor Place Barnes and Noble. That's the in the village. It's, I think it's now gone. But there was no air conditioning, and so I'd go down to the basement. I was I was doing push-ups and stuff, trying to get in shape because I wanted to be a comedian and actor. I thought you needed to be in shape. So I was eating diet fuels. You ever eat diet fuels or rip fuels? Of course not. They're fucking so much caffeine. I'm humming. But if I'd work out, then I'd start sweating and I'd sweat through my shirt. So what I'd do is I'd take off my clothes. I'd work out. I'd then calm down, stop sweating, put my clothes back on, go upstairs. And once you were in the basement- But why take off your underwear? I, I, I know I, sometimes I didn't wear underwear. So that was the scenario there. I'm a- uh... I'm 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 at home. Let's say I'm hypothetically I'm back in my hometown. Okay. And uh, some of my boys, They're like, yo, Rick, we're going on over to the uh, to the old high school, the old stomping grounds. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds. I would love to do that. We go. We're we're sitting in the in the cafeteria. Everyone brought some lunch. We're eating. Hey, Mrs. Tetherbomb. You know, whatever. We're yeah, reliving yeah. our days, checking out our old lockers. You yeah. know, having a great time. Then Kev says, Hey, why don't we check out the pool? We go over to the pool. I didn't bring my bathing suit. Right. Yeah. I guess I missed out. No. You I go naked. get naked, even if there's people around that are uncomfortable. Oh, I've, uh, well, if it's all my friends, I, yeah, I definitely make, I'm cool with them being uncomfortable. I've done that many a time. I've, done, I've gotten naked with women before where I was the one, like, I was in Greece and there, there were these girls, we were Careful. walking back Careful. from Careful. to our place. Careful. And this girl goes, <laughs> this girl goes, we should go swimming. And I was like, let's go. And she's like, we don't have bathing suits. I said, I can solve that. And they started laughing. I took off all my clothes. I don't have a big dick. And then they were like, fuck it. They got naked. How much of your identity is now with... Is with, not having a big dick? No. Is uh, I, I Clearly, uh, it, it bought you a mansion. <laughs> Bless you. Um, how much of your identity is the, like, the, the validation that you've gotten from naked, shirt off, that type of humor, to where it then... Where does it drive you into, like, I could do this, I could get away from it, versus where is it, like, I don't want to... Where do you not want to lean too much into it? Does that question make sense? Not not entirely, I think, but I think I get it. There are, there are some people that are comfortable being naked and some people aren't. For whatever reason, that's just the way it is. Yep. You not only are comfortable in it, you you make a meal out of it, right? Yeah. Um, wh what is it? If it's because is it? It's why are people embarrassed? Is it a vanity? Is it an ego thing? I, I don't know why you're. I, I'm embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed to be naked. and I don't know why. Um, I think people. I think. I can tell you the day I didn't get embarrassed. I was in college and and there was a big uh we were doing a big slip and slide and there was a sorority there and uh I was supposed to have clicked up all the glass on the ground and they were like 
They're like, and I had clothes on. Why are there gla- why is there glass in there? Parties, just broken bottles, and I, but I didn't. I really didn't. I was hungover, and they're like, "All right, Chrysler, you picked up all the glass." I'm like, "Yeah." They go, "We put it down, so you slide first. I said, "I don't have a bathing suit," and they're like, "I don't give a fuck. I was a pledge," and they're like, and then all the girls are there. They're not all the girls, but there's a bunch of girls there, and I said, "Well, what did you guys go in my jeans?" And they're like, "Or naked." And these girls started, just go naked. And I, and I said, all right. And I took my jeans off and they started laughing. But I'm, I'm not at my dick, but just the idea that I was naked. And I did it and I cut my asshole open. I cut back there and it started pouring blood. Uh, oh. But that was the first time I was like, and I was bleeding naked. And I was like, oh, fuck. But I just realized at that time, I didn't really, I realized, I realized there was a power in nudity. There was a power. Once you get, once you take your pants off as a guy in, in not in like an aggressive situation, but in like a fun party situation. Your guys are at a swimming hole. You're at the ocean. Uh, you're and everyone wants to jump in. And you just get naked and do it. There's almost like a a, a Tom Sawyer esque like wholesomeness to it, where everyone goes as long as you're not threatening somebody. Where everyone goes, yeah. And there's a power. And then do the you guys feel like a vulnerability. Like you're willing to be a vulnerable. I'm willing to put myself out there. And then there are guys who shut down. And it's funny. I've I've shut had, down when you're naked. Shut down because now everyone's and the girls get naked. And they're they're like, come nice. on, and he won't. And when he doesn't, that's when the girls go, oh, what's what's wrong with him? And so it's interesting. I've had this a number of times. Key West, we were in Key West, and we were on a balcony, and these it was in college, and these girls were like, let's just like let's just get naked, and we were partying, and we were sitting on a balcony overlooking uh, Duval Street or the big strip in Key West, and we all got naked. This is the day before Kurt Cobain died, uh, and we all got naked. And one guy wouldn't. And they were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you afraid of your body? Are you ashamed of your body? They're like, you don't. It, we're looking at birth sick. It's not huge. Take your, it to be naked. And he. Kurt Cobain really, is, is Nirvana. Yeah. Do you think there's any, is there any connection to this with a little penis in the pool? The person who I'm talking about. If was he's the actor. If he's listening to this. I told people the day before Kurt Cobain died as a joke. That he I was said, the baby in the pool? No, I said, no, I said to everyone in Key West, I was like, oh my God, Kirk Cobain died. They're like, what? And I was like, I'm just kidding. And then the next day he died. Is that true? True. And and my buddy's like, I think you called it. I don't like that. <laughs> but, I, but I've always, I've always, I've never had a problem with getting naked. And so I, but I'm also a Speedo guy. I have tactile issue things. So I don't like, I'm not a big clothes guy. Yeah, I can't wear pants. L- long pants? Yeah, I can wear I, sweatpants. Really? Yeah. I, I, if it doesn't have an elastic waist, I wearing pants for me would be like the average person wearing contacts. If they have to do it for work, they'll do it. But yeah. you're just constantly going like this. Yep. Uh, I have I have the same problem with underwear. I'm wearing underwear right now. I'm only wearing underwear because I thought I might work out after this. And you and would so work out in your underwear. I can't work out without underwear on. I have to. Well, not not since Barnes and Nobles, you lost yeah. your pension. Yeah. Well, like if I'm gonna run or do weights, I need to have underwear on for some reason. I think anything athletic, I have to have underwear on. But what what about shorts? Do you work out in shorts? Uh, I work out in running shorts, or I'll work out in sweatpants. But if I wear sweatpants, I have to wear underwear. How is this affecting it? You guys? Oh, who cares? Can you hear it, Halston? All that music. Nah, it's fine. It's weird. It's weird doing a podcast not having. I don't like. I mean, it's it is what it is. But I I I I, I don't like not wearing headphones because it almost feels like filming something that I could like if I had a camera but I wasn't looking at the screen of the camera I get what I'm getting I'm getting hurt but if I can't see it I don't know what it really looks like and I don't know what it really sounds like so there's a little interesting I'm a little I'm not thrown off I don't think it's the best word but words but it is like uh I think I think you should get headphones out here Uh uh-uh I can't do headphones you never wear them I've never worn them on this show 
on any shows. I can't picture. Oh, I do it on shows. Rogan, but if I do it on Rogan, I uh, and I get high, I start having uh, not panic attacks, but almost like weird out of body things because I go, "Am I listening to this show or am I on this show?" I want to talk to you about money. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just did my hundredth episode. Yeah. Uh, I just started getting more more at like ads. I was yeah. always getting ads myself. And now I have somebody helping getting ads. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to start making some money. Yeah. And I am a collector. I'm a Magic the Gathering and comic book collector. Oh, I remember you got into a big war with people on Facebook. Oh, I, you saw me on the, the post I had on, yeah. on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I was. So I joined a Facebook group because some of these cards are very rare. You can't. I mean, you it's not like they're just, they're not only expensive. How do you even find them? Yeah. Like you go on eBay, people are asking $200,000. It's like, that's not a real, I'm not going to be able to buy that card. Yeah. So I found these groups on Facebook and, uh, you know, I asked you earlier, how do you feel about people being like, oh, Bert lives there. And I'm, I'm not like the mayor. I, I don't want people knowing, I mean, I'm talking about here. It's not a, it's not a secret. It's just in the, I don't enjoy it if I don't feel a sense of anonymity. Yeah. So I, uh, I changed my Facebook name. So I don't want people like looking up who I am so they know where they're sending the card, stuff like yeah. that. And people thought that I was trying to steal from them and they were bullying me. And, oh. and they, uh, some people were like, oh, wow. don't let him into the group. I, excuse me, I changed my name when that stuff happened. I don't want to talk too much about this. It doesn't matter. It's negative, blah, blah, blah. Uh, why? Okay. Before I changed my name, I was in there as me. Then when people were... I was asking some questions. It's too boring. It's too. It's not, it's not boring because I, I First of all, I don't know anything about Magic Gathering. Like I know it's a thing, but and I know that people are really into it. But I don't understand the lure of it, and I'm afraid the same way you would find out. Like, oh, the power in cutting, and then I'd go. Now I'm a cutter, you know, or like. Oh, but cutting uh, is um control de depreciates your body. Magic cards appreciate. So wait. So wait. Tell me. Tell so me. Let me show you that. Let me let me okay. give you a little. So I I just I'm getting cards and I happen to have just pick. I haven't opened these yet and I was, I got a package and I was gonna maybe open on my podcast but I had them with me and uh, there's a there's a lot of different sets right. Magic came out in 1993. Alpha, Beta, Unlimited. Those are kind of the big three. That's you've heard of a Black Lotus. Uh -uh. <laughs> Nerd. Black Lotus is is the creme de la creme. Okay. Yeah. Um. So beta is a set that I kind of want to collect. It's very expensive. I don't know how far I'll go. Maybe every time I book something, I'll get a nice card or something. Is it present to yourself? Yeah. I okay. did that with Undateable. Every season I bought an item. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's these cards and you could get them graded. I don't know if you're familiar with gradings. Is that? No. Right here. Like here, check this out. They have an overall grade. In the top right, these are 9.5s. Yeah. And underneath, there's subgrades, you could see. So the difference between, is this, are, are, is this no, really no, no, what we're talking about? Fucking, yeah, this is, keep okay. going. So, so, so the grade, it's out of 10, I'm guessing? It's out of 10. 10 is perfect. Um, centering is a 10 on this one. The edges are a 9.5, meaning there has to be some flaw. In a 9.5 a is is basically perfect to get okay. a, a 10 there are you could pull this straight out of a pack and one out of a hundred if that will be a 10 it there's too many it's almost impossible to get a 10 meaning meaning the card is perfect it's not only is perfect. it perfect there's, it, the, the centering the edges the corners and the surface are all 10 out of 10 perfect flawless it i don't know how many 10 10 10 10 10 10s exist of any card but i come from a place where 
when I used to collect more like five plus years ago, uh, the grading was PSA. These are Beckett. It's, those are the main two, PSA and BGS, right? Uh-huh. PSA just does one through 10. There's no subgrades. I'm, I'm feeling so insecure talking about no, this. No, no, no. By the way, I'm fascinated. Okay. I am fascinated. And I'm, can I tell you what I, this is what I love about a podcast is there are people going, I have heard of Magic the Gathering. I know nothing about it. And now I'm going, oh, okay, I want people, I want the, 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 the goal is to get more hobbyists involved because what's cool about Magic is it's now almost 30 years around. Kids that played, their kids play now. It's multi-generational. It has solidified itself as a game that's lasting. Since quarantine hit, I don't know if you're aware of what has happened in collectibles. No. A lot of businesses went under. The ones that, uh, people that did okay have more, you know, I don't know if it's a coincidence you moved during this. People are thinking more about spending their money on things other than travel or, you know, anything they would have before. Collectibles have skyrocketed. And there are cards that were worth $200 $200 that are worth over a grand now, just yeah. in the past few months. Okay. So I am entering a market that is new to me. I don't know about subgrades. I'm asking questions about subgrades. And dude, I'm, I've, I never really got bullied as a kid. I was not included with people and I didn't even know I wasn't included. I was just like, and I've talked about this on my podcast, but yeah. I would be like, Hey Bert, you want to come over? And he'd be like, I can't, I'm busy. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd ask you again next week. Yeah. It was just like, I'm, I'm, you know, these are all my friends. I had no idea. My only idea of like cliche bullying is from movies that doesn't really exist until you go into some of these magic chat rooms and they are fucking vicious. Some of them are so nice and helpful. And some of them are, uh, uh, Hey, I'm I'm looking for a, so that car. So this is fireball, right? So there's a lightning bolt. A lightning bolt is a card I was looking for, right? Let me see. Lightning bolt. I'm looking for it in a 9.5. There's a thing called 9.5 basic and 9.5 quad. 9.5 quad is every grade is minimum 9.5. Okay. But if you have one nine and three 9.5s, the overall grade is still a 9.5. But that's a 9.5 basic, you idiot. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking online. I'm finding a 9.5 basic and they are around between $700 and $1,000. And I'm thinking- Can you tell the difference between a 9.5 basic and a 9.5 quad? Here's what's what's crazy about it. I- I, for the past couple months, have been doing crazy research. I could be a grader at this point. But the game is people buy raw cards, meaning ungraded, and they look at it and they, you could buy a card that looks like it's in really good condition for $1,500. You get a graded. It looks like a 9.5. It gets graded and it comes back a 9.5 quad. Then that $1,000 card could be worth $10,000. Same card. Oh, shit. So, so there are some people that get a graded and you get three 9.5s and one nine and it's half the price. So the regrade. Point is, I'm collecting data. I'm trying to understand because at some point I might be buying some real cards. And I'm looking and I'm I I offer I offer a thousand dollars for this one card and people are laying into this me. This a lightning bolt card? Uh, uh yeah, I offer not I offer like nine hundred some dollars for a lightning bolt. Um a nine point five basic is probably worth a little under a thousand, a quad is worth a little over two thousand. They, they they did everything but call me a kike. And just fucking ripping me apart, leaving comments. And then I find out there's side rooms. Like I'm in rooms with like two, 4,000, 2,000 and 10,000 people. I'm in three different rooms. Yeah. There's like these side rooms where some of these like the godfathers of these Facebook groups meet and they're like talking about me. And there's this one guy who has a collection that is, it's like pornographic. It's, it's ridiculous. I saw he posted it. I don't imagine it's going to sell because who's going to spend this kind of money, but he's trying to get $1.6 million for his collection and it's worth it. I mean, really? you could buy, I'm not going to, but if, if, if 
if we partnered up on a podcast and called it Teaching Magic, and as part of the saga, it was buying this collection and then selling it off individually, I bet you we would we would make some good money on it. Really? But I'm talking to this guy. It's unbelievable. I want to just look at these cards. He lives in Chicago. I reach out to him and I send him a fa- like an eBay message first. Long story short, we chat on the phone for like an hour and a half. We're talking nostalgia. We're talking magic. And I'm going to fly out to Chicago. I'm going to fly out to Ohio, where I'm from, drive out, make like a little documentary episode about it. And he said that because I also do this, but a lot of people, they don't keep their cards at home. They're, they're safety deposit boxes and stuff. Really? So, but he agreed. He doesn't know me to get all of his cards bring him to his place and I'm trying to make him feel safe. And he's a cop. He said that he's, he has, you know, he's, he's, you know, got guns. Yeah. And he's like now making me a little uncomfortable, but it's like, it's fine. You know, he's so nice. I'm, he's like my new magic friend, but I'm trying to figure it out. Cause I start filming a show next month and I want to get it in the can. And he sends me a message, very transparent. And, and I'm also aware of this cause I've been experiencing it. And he goes, yeah. Hey, um, there's been a couple guys in the group that that don't want me to do this podcast with you, uh, and uh, I've been I've been standing up for you, and I don't agree. They don't trust you. It wasn't that they don't trust. It was yes. I'll tell you what it was. They didn't trust. I didn't know at the time. I found out, and um, I think it would be better if we just cool off and maybe we do it later once the room starts to believe you. I didn't know what was going on. Where is this distrust? Coincidentally, after people were bullying me. I changed my name because I don't want people messaging me and finding. Yeah. Then I didn't realize that people were people went from bullying me to then not trusting me. We so there's some people that bully me. Then he changes his name. So now they're like, oh, so now he's blah, blah, blah. And now more people are coming. I, I, it wasn't a, a great move for me for that reason. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I should have changed my name beforehand. And um, so then I find out, oh, people. So then I'm like, not that I'm this big wig, but I want to be like, listen, man. <laughs> Like you could see who I am. I, you yeah. know, I, 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 I'm verified. Yeah. You I'm know, a real person. I have, you know, I had Will Smith on my podcast. Yeah. So he goes and tells some of these other people. And now what happened is they all think, and they found out that I'm doing this show. I'm doing the show on Amazon where it's, uh, uh, it's about autism and within autism. This is it, when you start shooting next month. Yeah. And uh, in autism, I think it's fair to assume that a lot of those people uh, are going to be nerds, right? And nerds play magic. And they are convinced that I am, I'm in there doing character research, which, first of all, who cares? Yeah. What, what is that going to affect anything? But they think that I'm, I'm not a true collector or I'm going to bring negative attention or there are a lot of people that this is fine to talk about. Dude, I'm fucking fascinated. Are you kidding me? So there are people, and I, I'm one of these people, that believe that magic cards, collectibles, but I'm a magic guy, are collectibles, but an investment, not just an investment like stocks, but an actual store of, of value. Um, I bought some stuff on Dateable Days five years ago that uh, I am now considering, I, I, I rent an apartment, I could put a down payment on a house from a couple of from things cards. I bought. Yeah, cards and comics. And I've been this way since I was a kid. I was buying and selling all the time. But it wasn't until recently that I started to kind of really understand these are, you you want you don't want to pay taxes on your $10,000, put into a magic card, and now it's worth $100,000. And, you know, I'm not condoning this. I don't know what's appropriate or not, but you sell it for Bitcoin or whatever it is. It's yeah. It's just, there are people that probably, it's it's drug dealing, legal drug dealing. 
You know, and also you get, I mean, I look at this stuff and I, I get dopamine hits. I mean, it's, they're really drugs. I'm, yeah. I'm addicted. So there are people that I guess don't want Hollywood. And I quote this because somebody, somebody had said to me, I'm not short, basically saying what people are saying. Um, you're just doing one of your Hollywood tricks in order to blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not Daniel Day, dude. I'm just fucking <laughs> trying to buy some beta cards. Yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've since made some purchases and now people are like, okay with me. Oh. and like friendly and a couple of people know about this podcast and talking about the podcast and, and, um, and I'm thinking if I were just some guy who was trying to do research for my character and that was a problem for reasons I still don't understand if all I would have to do would be buying a thousand dollar magic card and you guys would trust me, who's to say that I'm still not that guy. Yeah. Anyway. So now I'm collecting cards. I have these friends and there's bull it's I'm in high school again and I am, I, part of me doesn't want to say all this, but I, I don't keep it at my house, but I still don't want people knowing I own this stuff and I don't yet, but I'm looking at some cards right now that are so expensive. Really? I can never buy them. I would never, from my bank account, spend this kind of money on a card. Yeah. But the fact that I have these cards and I'm selling them for cash, I've already sold some for cash and I haven't worked in 10 years and I have more money than I, than I ever have because of this stuff. For real. And I'm I can, not- I can understand how people would go, we found a thing that is not only not only our absolute dopamine rush passion, but is fairly lucrative. That, I can understand it's them. also nostalgic from when we were 13 years old. Yeah. If you're a contact lens wearer, you know ordering contacts can be a hassle. Now ordering contacts without leaving the house is super easy and super doable with 1-800-CONTACTS. 1-800-CONTACTS has been delivering contact lenses for 25 years and have your contacts in stock regardless of whether or not you have a strong prescription or astigmatism. With 25 years in the business, they've made getting contact lenses incredibly fast and easy. They even have a way to renew your prescription online if it's expired. And it's worth remembering that if you order now and use your Flex Spend account or vision insurance benefits before they expire, you can renew your prescription online in just 10 minutes couldn't be simpler you order the same contacts you would get from the doctor just look on the side of your contact box for prescription details i actually did that today <laughs> oddly enough i did that today and my wife's like wow your prescription isn't even that bad you can order online or over the phone or with their app and ship them fast and free to your home you can even renew your prescription online using their express exam they have your contacts and stocks and like i said They've been doing this for 25 years. They're experts in the business. They have award-winning 24-7 customer service. So if you ever need help or have any questions, they're there for you. And they have the best price guaranteed, meaning if you find your contacts at a lower price anywhere else, they're going to beat it. So let 1-800-CONTACTS get you the contact lenses you need. Order online at 1-800-CONTACTS.com. Losing weight can be so complicated these days. Everything you know about getting healthy, there's contradictory information out there to support or unsupport your ideas. Uh, we should use the food pyramid. Oh, no, you can't do carbs. You should do carbs. Do carbs before you work out. Look, here's the deal. If you want to lose weight, if you want to just get healthier, enter Noom. Noom is not about what you just ate but about how you eat in general. Noom teaches you about eating, your cravings, how to build new healthy habits so you can dis ditch those misconceptions and get smart about the food and the choices you make. Based on psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you accomplish your 
personal health goals and stick with them through the long term because you don't need rules to lose weight. You just need knowledge. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help you with your aspirations and make them become a reality. For me, Noom's a game changer. I'm not accountable on what I eat. I eat like crazy, and then all of a sudden, I murder a candy bar, and I find out two days later it has 500 calories. Noom is so amazing when it comes to losing weight. Everything is based in psychology. They teach you why you choose what you choose, and then gives you the tools to replace those habits with healthier, healthier ones. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means you're not just losing weight, you're building the healthy habits to keep it off. That's what's important. How many times have I lost weight and not kept it off? Because I'm not using any healthy habits whatsoever. Noom is forgiving because if you're human, you're going to go off track. Like I did this morning, I ate five eggs and a piece of cheese on top of the five eggs, scrambled, soft. Ugh. But that's okay. I'll be on track tomorrow. Everyone's busy, and that's why Noom doesn't demand that much of your time. They literally just ask for 10 minutes, and over 80% of the Noomers finished the program, and over 60% have stuck with their goals over the last year. There's a science to get getting healthier, and it's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash birdcast. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash BurtCast. Ready to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today. Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash BurtCast. By the way, I haven't even asked, but I'm dying to ask. But I want fit, keep going. But I'm, I'm curious. How, how, this is super rudimentary. How do you play Magic the Gathering? No idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, the basics of it are it's a collectible card game. It's a... Uh, there's different formats of it, but the basic and the way I learned it and still the only way I'll play is you have a deck. There are tens of thousands, if not now hundreds of thousands. No, there's probably, I don't know. There's at least tens of thousands of different cards from different sets. A few sets that come out a year for the past 29 years or so, yeah. right? Um, so 20, every year a new set years. comes out? Every year a few sets come out usually. And in each set there's between, you know, there's like 300 cards. So there's, yeah, there's, there's tons of cards. And so there's almost... a, a an un, there's basically an unlimited amount of cards you could have and you build a deck. There's five colors, black, red, blue, green, white, and you could be one or all, up to one to five colors or no colors, artifacts. You build this deck. Each person starts with 20 life points. The object of the game, there are other little loopholes and stuff, but the object of the game is I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a plain, I'm a plain, I'm a, a sorcerer, you're a sorcerer, and we are playing our spells and our creatures and we are trying to attack and I could attack you. You could have your creatures block or the damage is dealt to you. I need to get through all of your spells to keep hitting you down until your life point is at zero or less. And then you win. There's, and then do I get your cards? There is a thing called an ante, which is gambling, but that's usually not done yeah. anymore. I mean, I guess you could casually, but the, comp the competitive version are sanctioned tournaments. And there's like a World Series of Magic where you play and you, it's the World Series of Poker, same format. Yeah. There's people that are nationally ranked. I used to play in, uh, and I was ranked in like 2009, 2010, that's when I was buying and collecting and playing. And then I went away. Undateable, I now come into a little bit of money. My cards have gone up a lot in value. I see some potential. So I buy some things I've always wanted. I now have a little bit of money. I'm buying some stuff. Since then, I mean, they've between four and 10 X'd. And really, the, it's, yeah. So anyway, and then I, I wanna, I, I'm not, I, I guess I don't know, I could send a picture, but who cares? But I found these cases, these like, 
I keep my camera equipment in them, but I always think of it as Desperado, how they have, he has his guitar and, yeah, and all the yeah. gun that fit, that fit all of these cards perfectly. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's beautiful. But I don't remember how he got into it, but I was bullied like a motherfucker in there. And then all of us, now all of a sudden I'm like, I check, I, I never used Facebook. And now I'm in there all the time, like my mom checking these little groups and talking <laughs> to my little friends and God. Bitcoin is another one, man, that, that, did that, you get invested in Bitcoin? Yeah, I've been in Bitcoin not since the beginning by any means, like 2017. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't have, I have very little money in my bank account. Very little. Everything's just Always. invested in everything. Magic cards, cryptocurrencies, and stocks. And whenever I pay, I have to pay my bills, I always, I sell, I sell stocks uh, a few days before the end of the month. And that's where the money comes from. Really? And there is a, a fear that I have because... I still feel like even though I have these assets, it's, it still feels unrealized to me because anything could happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. Am I gambling or am I being like, I've sold, uh, 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 I sold a little bit of my crypto in January and some this month, but I held on to it because my goal from the beginning was this is going to be happening. This is years and years down the road. Yeah. But in 2018, I was rich from crypto. Um, I had no money. All of a sudden, I was rich. I'm in London for the first time. I'm buying suits, glasses, spending all this money. Yeah. goes all the way down. I never got any of that money. I'm poor again. And I, I, I remember saying that, Rick, you have to take something from this. Remember to always take profits. And I always tell myself that. And it's really losing that money. This is corny, but like it really was it did a good thing, I think, for me. I mean, not really. I lost a half a million dollars. But it was... Since then, I'm always taking GameStop. I'm into. I, I'm taking profit. I'm just always pulling out the profit to pay bills. But at what point is that conservative pulling out profits versus where am I? Like because I'm trying to have. I believe in 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 crypto, Bitcoin in particular, so much that by me taking it out now, am I being foolish? Am I being greedy? Because I want to, I don't think I'm being greedy. No, yeah, not greedy, but are are you being short-sighted? Am I being short-sighted? So, but I still said it doesn't matter because Rick from three years ago told you to do something that you agreed to. So I'm still selling. But when you sell something and then you see keep going up, there is, I was getting very anxious for a while. Uh, And my dad has told me this before and his dad told him this, but my dad says, there's no such thing as bad profit. And that like completely freed me up because I was obsessing. Because when yeah. you see, you sell something and then it then it goes up fifty percent the next day, anyway. So I'm not in the stock market at all. I mean, I might take that back. I am, but I'm I'm not. Well, let's like, buy this magic collection. Fucking, my wife's gonna be here in an hour. <laughs> Can we get three other guys? If we pull some money and just buy a magic. Collection? Here's the thing. Here's okay. what I want to do because for content and we write it off. I if I find a collection that is not only is it you know we could at least get most of our money back like conservatively at least you know we're not gonna really lose a lot of money on this yeah but it would be an attractive enough so for people like me who are in this space would want to watch this thing and we document it we make a a a five episode a ten episode series um flipping cards or whatever you know what i mean see i have i have um i'm not a collector but i'm a dopamine guy obviously and certain things like a rock like a rock, a smooth feeling rock will provide dopamine to me. Why? I have no idea. I wish I could fucking figure out my What brain. a win for you. And so and so well, it's it's a little bit a little bit of obsessive compulsiveness too in that um in that 
uh, if I go to the beach, I make sure to find a rock. And then uh, I, 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 I have a big thing of rocks. And I like crystals. Like I'm into crystals. I'm into uh, like a ring. Like certain things, I'll, I'll, I'm a big dopamine guy. So I'm afraid that I would get into Magic the Gathering and then all of a sudden go, oh, shit. I really enjoy looking at these. Like I, uh, football pencils. You know, fo- remember football pencils? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember them as... Uh- I mean, I know what a football pencil is. Uh, no, they, no, they're very specific. I think if you're... Are you like, talking about the pencils that have different NFL teams on yeah, them? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I was a kid, they were really hard to get a hold of in Tampa. Was, if you had football pencils, you were the gangster. Uh-huh. And I went everywhere with my mom. Everywhere. And I don't know if this is what you're talking about when you talk about magic, but my first grade year, I had a hard time with school. Really hard time. Uh-huh. I, mean, I didn't like being away from my family and my parents. And, and I thought everyone was going to die and I'd be left alone. And my reward for getting through school is football pencils. I could get football pencils. My mom and I must have driven everywhere in Tampa looking for football pencils. And when I finally got football pencils, they were a way for me to get through the depression of being away from my, the anxiety of being away. I would, in class, if I got sad, I'd pull out a football pencil and I'd look at it and I would think Monday Night Football, uh, the Raiders are playing the, the fucking whoever and i'd look at the pencil and i kind of disappear a little bit so one day i'm uh i have kids i'm just kind of really discovering the internet like the possibilities of it you know it's what's right around when myspace is blowing up and ebay and uh i'm sure everyone was into it way more than i was and i have the first purchase that i think everyone's gone through where you go i wonder if i could find football pencils Mm -hmm. and i bought football pencils and they came to my house and it was like being in first grade again i would sit at my desk and just look at a football pencil and the rams then you know the rams weren't back in la at the time but it was los angeles rams and i would fantasize about watching the rams the 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 shine the helmet had in night games it was like i don't know certain things so i'm a big dopamine guy like and and so i when you talk about those cards i go I can see myself having a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's very uh, also, that's a, uh, the fact that your mom was willing uh, to do that is, is really su- is sweet. Yeah. Oh, she was, she was a, she was a pretty great mom. She's still alive, but she she's was a, not a good mom anymore. <laughs> no, she's a fucking, she's a, she was a, she was a better grandmother than she was mom, in my opinion. But I think that's because she had kids young and she still had dreams and hopes and found out uh, that shit goes on a back burner. You're now a teacher. I and, know that from a lot of uh, singing competitions that a lot of people, when they're like in their late 30s, early 40s, their kids have finally finished high school. So now they're trying to make their singing dreams come true. But pardon yeah. the interruption. No, no, no. And and uh, But as a grandma, she's like fucking... I don't remember her being that kind of mom. Like she is on the floor playing with kids, like fucking super attentive grandmother. And as a mom, I just, I, and I hope she never hears this. I remember her at times being disconnected. Like just, she used to do this thing with her, my sisters. If you said to my sisters, my mom would do this thing with her hand and she just start off in space and go. And I was always like, I always thought, oh, she's thinking about being a singer or an ice skater. <laughs> It's crazy when you get to like, when you get gifted the opportunity to go after your dreams, to start looking at people who don't, or don't have the opportunity. Interesting. You know? Yeah. 
You also remember your mom through the eyes of a kid. Yeah. I think about that sometimes when I look at my, like, I've always been very close with my parents. Um, and they are my mom and my dad. But whenever it happened, I don't think it was a particular moment, but there's a moment. And I remember before this moment happened, I remember hearing this would happen because my mom talked about this about her parents. They become your friends and people. <laughs> and you, I'm seeing a guy. I, he's my dad. And sometimes... I see, oh, that's a guy. Like, he's just a guy. Yeah. And, like, it's just a weird perspective to see. And it's, and it's like, um, I know people talk about this where, where uh, it's, it's a psychological, when people are talking about their parents and how there was trauma and people pass trauma down, and it's like he was trying the best he could or he wasn't, but whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. But, like, you see them as imperfect. But I just know, like, I would look at, I would, I was, uh, my OCD was bad when I was a kid. We talked about this a little bit on the first time I was on. Yeah, my OCD is horrible right now. As in today or it's always been? At this period in my life right now. I'll I'll talk to you about it. I'll talk to you about it after this. Okay. Um, I gave my mom the permission subconsciously that if she said something was okay, it was. Because it's, she knows. Yeah. I would have, uh, I had this, I was obsessed with Schwarzenegger. Uh, I don't don't know if I'm still obsessed with him, but Schwarzenegger, he's the guy, right? But I mean, obsessed with him. I couldn't spell anything. I knew how to spell Schwarzenegger. S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-E-N-E-G-G-E-R. Side story. I remember that Jay Leno was doing a a, 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 on the street with Leno thing, uh, jaywalking. And he said that he'd give a million dollars if anybody could spell it. And I'm like, I would love this opportunity. (laughs) But I had this this Terminator 2 uh, book and there was a little, very little. Let's say you dropped keys on a on a hardcover, like a little mark. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know. I don't what everything is done. I didn't know what to do about it. But my mom said. Uh, no, now, now it's yours. Now it's like, oh. it's custom. And I remember thinking like, that's a cheat, but okay. <laughs> Point is my yeah. mom. So, I mean, this is a long winded stuff, but just like when you're a kid, you think of your parents for better or worse, me for better. Yeah. They say, and now, now my mom will say something like that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the cats are on the counter when I go home and the cats are just just in everything. I love cats. I'm not grossed out by cats, yeah. but I don't need it in my food. Yeah. And my mom's, my mom's picking up the cat. Oh, it's just, and it's like, no, it's not just cat food. <laughs> and also I think I've talked about this before and she's not going to probably listen to this, but my mom will pick up cat shit. She'll just pick up cat. Oh, it's hard. It's fine. Yeah. And it's like, it's not fine no. because that's just a woman who's fine with cat shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you're a kid, you th- anyway. No, uh, I remember the day I found out my dad was just a man. Because he was, I, I was like, I was, I had my dad on a, on a hardcore pedestal. Like, you know, I a lot of my issues are in my life or approval from my dad. A lot of my issues parenting now are my, that are that my daughters do not seek my approval the way I did my dad's. I explain constantly. I don't have a tattoo because my dad said I couldn't get one. I'm fucking 48 mm-hmm. and I still don't want to let him down. Like I. I don't want to have that conversation with him. I didn't like, I mean, I smoked weed and everything, but like, I'm not a big, I was never a big drug guy growing up. I mean, I did drugs like everyone else, but I didn't like drink and drive and break locks. My dad told me not to, my dad told me not to. And that was like, and then my dad cheated on my mom. And I, I realized I, 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 I was so let down in him. I was so let down in him. And, uh, and, my uncle Jerry called me and I was on his the, brother. No, uh, mom's brother, my, my dad's mother's brother, but they're the same age roughly. 
um, randomly. Mm. And so my dad, Uncle Jerry called me and I, I, I do the same thing I did with my dad, with my Uncle Jerry. My Uncle Jerry is like my, one of my heroes. And he called me and I was on the porch. I was on the steps of a girlfriend's house. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, he's, he's not my dad anymore or something. I just, I wrote him off. How old are you? I was 21. I just turned 21. And my Uncle Jerry said, don't you ever say that. That's your father. Don't you ever say that. That's your father. And what you're realizing right now is he is just a guy. <laughs> He's just a guy who had problems in his life, didn't know what to do, and he made a mistake. And he was like, but the way he said that, he's just a guy. I went, oh, am I, this is crazy. But I remember going like, oh, I've cheated on girlfriends. And I, I did it because I was empty and I didn't, I didn't want to be with them anymore. And I didn't know how to solve it. And I just did it. And fuck it, it's me. And I was like, oh, shit, my dad's like, my dad's not like a hero. He, he f is a regular person who has feelings too. And he's like 46 at the time. And he feels like, what the fuck is this? My kids are all going to college. I'm sitting here with this lady. I got this chick in my, like, I don't know what, like, he's just a regular guy. I remember going like, oh. And as, and then at that time, I could not connect my angst, my teenage angst or, or grown, my youthful angst. I couldn't connect it with my dad anymore because I was like, I'm just a person like, like he's not this fucking superhero. He's just a dude. But you still have that. You wouldn't get a tattoo. Oh, no. Yeah. To this day, I, it's, it, it still fucks with me. My father's approval is like, I mean, just across the board, everything I want. And, but he, and he also doesn't totally, he loves me, but I make him very uncomfortable. Like my Your comedy brand. Everything about really? me makes him very uncomfortable. He's, you're not like him. Uh, not at all. He's like, why don't you wear Brooks Brothers on stage? Why don't you have the nice khakis with some loafers? Get a nice button down. Why don't you wear a suit? Jerry Seinfeld wears a suit. What are you doing with your fucking shirt off? And I'm like, you should do your next special with a suit, but no pants. <laughs> <laughs> I took because I don't wear pants. I talked about with my girlfriend that uh, that for the for our wedding, I would like to uh, that suit, but with shorts. Just yeah, that's a put, good look. But make all the groomsmen wear like like. Five layers. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, can you don't wear jeans then? If I have, to, I'm not like, I would describe my pants wearing the same way as drinking where I'm not sober, but like, you know, if we're going out and wearing pants, I guess I'll have a drink, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't, I, uh, I don't like, I've never said that before. I'm, I like that analogy. I want to remember that, but no, it's just, it's uncomfortable. I filming the show and also, I before I don't know when we're ending, but I, I do want to hear and, and you be able to talk about I don't the know what time it is the OCD stuff. But let me tell you this real quick. Okay, how are you oh, feeling? Fine. With time? We're fine. We're fine. Oh yeah, we're totally fine. Um, I went in for the fitting, and they're tr having me wear this stuff. I used to be in good shape. I used to be like you're still in good shape, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't want to get into the nuance of it, but just like we all have this identity of ourselves, yeah. and we are, you know, I can't I, I can't wear the stuff I used to wear. Uh, my my t-shirts don't hug my arms and my pants can't be buttoned without me being uncomfortable. So <laughs> yeah, I'm unhappy with it, you know? So I, uh, when I did the fitting before I auditioned for the show at 34, it's going to come out at 37. Wait, what are you talking about? This, this TV show. I'm talking about the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause we're about to have to go in for the fitting. And I uh, told them before that a character choice, which it is, but I don't like wearing pants they agreed that the character, because it's close enough to it, they all sweats. 
and uh, big baggy stuff, except for when I'm going to work. Yeah. Um, point I'm making is uh, I, 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 I'm nervous about, I'm actually nervous about not being able to perform well while I'm wearing pants because it's been so long. I put, yeah. I put a pair on like to try almost like you're scared of swimming. Like yeah. I put them on and I, I, I told this story on my podcast and I get a little insecure when I retell stuff, but the, the brief of it is a friend of mine, my buddy, John invited me to go see a show at the Pantages, a uh, fan of the opera. And I'm his guest, meaning I need, I felt I need to ask his permission. I wear, I have a lot of sweatpants that you can't tell are sweatpants. Oh, I got a lot of those yeah. too. They're fine. Yeah. I'm not in the fucking show, you know, <laughs> but there's this thing that like, oh, you go into the, you know, you got to get, wear a flower or whatever. I don't know what this thing is that everybody made up, but I felt out of respect to John. Hey bud, uh, do you mind if I wear the, he knows, do you mind if I wear the whatever pants? I'll wear a button down. He goes, no, we're going to the theater. I went into my closet and I, I don't just mean watery eyes. I cried noises five minutes looking through all of the pants that I can't wear. And I had to put on this pair of pants and I started crying. That's how much I hate pants. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, I have, um, uh, Oh, I have, go ahead. The, the reason I said the, 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 the out of shape thing, the new layer that happened that I never felt, I always hated pants. Now they don't, they don't fit. Oh, so there's that editing that now I'm just like, uh, the, there's nothing more depressing than pulling up a pair of jeans, them getting to your butt cheeks and realizing they're not reaching. Huh. And you're like, God, what did I do? Huh? Um, I have, this is going to sound so fucking crazy, but for a lot of times I would not go to the store and do stand up. So I'm genuinely not comfortable with the shirt on stage. It makes me very uncomfortable. The fit. The, just I am so free when my shirt's off. Oh, a shirt. A shirt. A shirt, all. period. A shirt at all. So, and I and I, there would be lineups where I knew that oh. uh, people would be bothered if I took my shirt off. Does that but, matter? Uh, yeah, it does. It does to me. So I would be like, I would be like, oh, The fuck. comedian would be bothered. The comedians would be bothered. Who is, who's following you? F following me or they would, or like, there's another guy that um, just kind of like, I don't know, it's like would just take apart me as a person as a friend i guess you could say you know i mean i'll tell you who it is off you can edit a name out it was like would like just it was like i don't know I, I didn't understand it they'd take apart my act and be like and just try to find my act what they didn't like in my act while was, they're on stage i'd go on up in the or after them and then they just tear apart tear apart my act and me and i'd be like you go on, i'm sorry but you go on after them or before them before them and it was because my shirt was off. It was because my shirt was off, and and you know, taking a shirt off on stage, there's a it brings brings a little bit of a thunderstorm with you at times, and it it's a little bit it's it's a I I don't know I I understand, but I, I, so I started wearing a shirt in the OR, like I I was like I'll, I'll wear a shirt in the OR because I don't want to. You're always gonna have someone follow you, but maybe it's not fair. I don't know, and and if it makes me uncomfortable, maybe then that's what I need to be a better comic. But it would bother me, and I would look at lineups and be like, I just want to call in and say, I don't want to fucking go. Because for real, uh, having a shirt on stage makes me, I can't imagine wearing a suit. I couldn't yeah. fathom having a suit on. I want to so badly transition to flip-flops. You have no idea. I want to go jeans, flip-flops, that's it. But I did it one time in San, San Diego, and I was so comfortable, I fucked up a joke horrifically. 
It's not because your flip flops. I well, you know what I was. I, I had a couple times where I stepped on my flip flops wrong. Like I, 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 but I, and I got told by Bud Freeman directly never to wear flip flops. Flip flops on the stage. I'm not. I'm not an advocate for wearing flip flops on stage. But yeah. also, when someone starts wearing high heels, they're going to have some fumbles. You got to yeah. get used to it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I want to know. I didn't realize. So you not wearing a. You're fine with a shirt. Just the combination of shirt and stage. Shirt. Sure, I've. I, I, there's a part of me when I get on stage. I started taking it off as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing I'm very comfortable shirtless. I don't sweat. But are you uncomfortable with a shirt? With a shirt, I, I sweat. And I, and so I, the sweating is the reason it's I uncomfortable. I sweat. I feel uncomfortable. I'm tugging at it. Have you thought about bringing two huge fans and putting <laughs> in the front of the stage? By the way, they did that at one place during fucking coronavirus. They put fans blowing on me. And I was like, oh, blow it towards yeah. them, please. The fuck? Give them my virus. Or just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, wearing a shirt on stage makes me extremely uncomfortable. I, I'm not, I, I mean... It's it adds a it adds a thought in my head. Uh, number one, I'm sweating. Is my neckline uh, sweat? Is like so people if, could see it. But if I'm not if I'm shirtless, I don't sweat at all. I don't sweat. At, is the at sweat all. bad because people see you sweat? People see me sweat. Um, I sweat, and but I'd rather not sweat than sweat. Like so, I, so sweating itself, the you breaking a sweat. I'm now you're now distracted. Yeah, if I'm doing a special, I'm telling you right now. If you look at my comfortably dumb special, I break a sweat. Cause I'm in fucking two shirts, jeans. I'm just fucking so many clothes. I break a sweat, and you watch it grow on this gray shirt and grow and expand and expand. Messes and up continuity. You, can, you you cannot focus on this fucking special. Um, you're. Do you see that other people see you as a success right now? No. You don't see that yet. I don't. Well, I don't see that at all. I haven't really hung out with anybody. When people say, people know, people drive by, they know you. You have a new beautiful house. You have a very, you have very successful podcasts. You're doing a movie. Things are cool. Mm-hmm. When people were making you feel uncomfortable, was did you have that same relative success, or was this a long time ago? No, I was. I had the same relative success. How do you feel now about? the fact that other people might be uncomfortable if you were shirtless and would that affect you the same? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't changed. You still will wear a shirt even though you don't want to. Uh, on the OR probably because even though I don't want to just out of, out of respect for other comics and then, and I just don't want to deal with it. How if I'm comics? going on in the main room, if I'm going on in the main room, usually I, I mean, I don't mean this. I don't mean that. I, I just mean this for, for real. You're the draw. But yeah, we're, I'm one of the two yeah. people that they bring in. And now that no one's going to be at the store there, it'll be, I don't even know who's fucking here. Still. How many people made you feel that way? Um, a handful. More than four? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are they all the same type of guy? Yeah. Are you friends with those guys? Some of them, yeah. Like Rogan, Rogan was always was always like, like he'd always applaud me if I wore a shirt. He never fucked with me, but if I wore a shirt, it you could he'd go, oh, showing a little self restraint today, are we? There's two things about yeah. it. There's. Um, hypothetically, I don't have either of these opinions. I don't like that he wears, doesn't wear a shirt because I think it's hacky and, or whatever other negative judgment I have as a comedian. I I listen to a comic. I listen to a comic on Joe's podcast, uh, talk so much shit about me that when I see him, I'm going to have to confront him. He must be in the magic group. I'm going to, he, he actually was so dismissive of me and who I am and the fact that I didn't wear a shirt and like, 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 guess everyone can fucking find a way to get famous, huh? And I was like, I was like, hey man, I, I don't dislike you. I'm not mad at you, but I'm, I'm going to have to say something like, you said that to everyone. 
Right. And you, it's not like you alluded to who I was. You said my name and you, and it, it just was like, like, and I was like, it kind of hurt my feelings. And I was like, you're the reason you like, you, you're kind of the reason that, that women are speaking up or like that little bullshit right there. Like I'm a fucking man and I'm also 240 pounds and I lift weights and I run fucking like I'm a man and you're talking shit to me knowing there could be consequence. Clearly you talk shit about someone who you knew there would be no consequence with. So there, there's a judgment from him, but there's oh, the, uh, strict, there's well, the I think, I think actually in this person's case, I think this person maybe, um, maybe is, is it more a reflection of, of the lack of maybe achievements that he's had. And he, well, and he looks at me and he goes, well, this is fucking bullshit. Of course. Well, this guy takes his shirt off and he's a drunk and that's the way he looks at it as opposed to going. Yeah. You find it's resentment. You're finding yeah, things yeah. to be mad at. I'm certain. But that's a different category than listen. I don't care if Bert wears, if goes, it goes on stage naked, who gives a shit. But if I have to follow that, that's going to make me uncomfortable. That's the other. And yeah. there's, there's a, that's, there's a and that's valid. This one, I, I, neither of them are valid. Oh. The, it's valid if you're the host. Yeah. It's not valid if you're one of 8,000 comedians in the OR one night. Who, who is known for performing shortlists. Yeah. I mean, We talked about this on the last podcast. I only say that in case people saw, and you got to yeah. say that. That's you know my thing, but there's a there's a there's a fine line between being self aware and respectful of others and understanding other people's boundaries yep. versus um, people encroaching on to your side of the street, right? And I have experienced this forever as a comedian of of people making fun and judging and the things I'm doing and I shouldn't be doing or blah 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 blah. And I think to my detriment, I always thought, fuck them. Yeah. But then I started to come into more awareness and be like, no, you still have to consider these variables and then choose them, right? Yeah. And I think I would have learned more sooner if I kind of understood, oh, I think I'm doing something just to do it and not for an, a pure enough intention. I, I'm, I, this is so important to me and I fear I'm not going to be articulating it right. But in the yeah. most most basic terms... I have put so much time and energy into thinking about this stuff and making sure that, you know, we all have our boundaries and making sure I keep my side of the street clean. Yeah. There is no world and no situation where anybody could ever tell me what I'm allowed to do on stage yes. or in my personal relationships that they're not sitting next to me on where they have any merit. Uh, I agree. I would never, uh, my, my defense in my own feelings were, I, I can't imagine if the response someone would give me if I walked up to them in the back of the main room in the back thing. And I was like, Hey, button your shirt one before you go on for me. Imagine, imagine it. And we know that, Yeah. but there's still a part of you that when someone says that you're not going to wear the shirt. Yeah. I, that, that I go, that I go, I don't want to deal. It's, it's my problem with confrontation. Also, I don't want to deal with the, I don't want to deal with the any. I don't want to deal with me getting angry and then wanting to say something and then when I say something, everyone going, "Whoa, what's this side of Bert we've never seen?" Like I, I try to keep it nice and tight. What's of, wrong with the other side of Bert that they've is ever that seen? No one likes it. It's like when I get upset, I get I get upset. I get upset like a fucking regular person. There's this thing that there's this movement which I think is positive, but it's a bit antiquated in my opinion. Of like hot girls, you know, like like uh, 
these pictures, this is not what women really look like. Look at all these things are doctored and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, which yeah. is true. Um, and then there's this movement, which I like, uh, which is these beautiful girls are showing like themselves in poses where they're like, kind of like what we felt about our parents. Oh, you're a human. Yeah. This is what you look like. But there's this part of me that's like, yeah, I know how stupid. Are, well, of course, that's not what people really look like. You yeah. have not a, you have one color on your face. Yeah. My point is when people post stuff on social media, they're posting stuff because they want people to think this is who they are. And I think social media is very transparent. And I have through podcasting. Is this too much? No, dude, you're never too much. <laughs> okay. Well then I guess we can just cut it here because you've been lying to me the entire time. But I got into podcasting more once I started podcasting. Coincidentally, uh, I started watching Armchair Expert. That was the first podcast I started listening to constantly. Daxes. Daxes. Loved it. Then I got into podcasts. And now I'm podcasting. And uh, can, can you listen to a lot of Armchair Expert? I haven't in a little bit, but I, I've stopped listening to podcasts. For can I ask you a question? Do yeah. you think it's, it's uh, I, I, him and his co-host, the female mm -hmm. co-host, they don't say didn't. They say didn't. They don't pronounce the D. That's why I stopped listening. I I it I I couldn't I listened to the one he did about relapsing. It's fucking fucking riveting content for the record. Um, he's amazing. Very honest. Very open. He seems like a solid dude. Um, I'm sure I've said something colorful about him in the past. I'm uh -huh. certain I have because I fucking talked way too much. But um, but they say didn't. They didn't do it. They don't do didn't. Apparently, you say nightmare instead of nightmare, I which I found out nightmare. because I said it and everyone was tweeting at me. Saying, oh, oh, some guy called me out and he goes, you're taking someone's bit. I was like, excuse me? For saying nightmare? Nightmare and 100%. This guy literally, I was in the comments. I was up all night reading. I got like fucking falling apart going, I, why would I? And then I started hearing how many people say 100%. Like it's in commercials. As opposed to what? Like just, I say it a lot. Like we go, do you want a drink tonight? And I'm like, 100%. Like I say it a lot. And I say nightmare. <laughs> I didn't realize Greg Fitzsimmons says nightmare or maybe Mike Gibbons. Greg Fitzsimmons also says nightmare. How is that a bit? What a, what a simple premise. Yeah. And so uh, a guy walks into a bar, had a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's the, what's the joke? I was like, you stole someone's bit. And I was like, what's his bit? And he goes, no, he says nightmare in a hundred percent also. And I'm like, yeah, I think a lot of people do. I mean, nightmare is a weird one. I say, I say, um, like if you get you say uh, muscles, no, when you get, uh, when they rub your body, I call it a massage, 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 but that I didn't, I, I think that was just a, I think it's technically called a massage when the person, uh, giving or receiving, um, doesn't want it. It's, it's not consensual. So it's, it's short for misogyny. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what, you know, when you talk about, when you talk about, I'm trying to go on this thing and this is not the right month to do it. I'm trying to talk less and listen more. I've talked way too much. I share, I overshare and I don't think about things before I talk. I just talk. Mm -hmm. So I don't put a lot of thought into it. I was talking to a friend yesterday about, they were like, you need to feed your brain a little bit every now and so I've been reading these history books, but then all of a sudden all my fucking information is just coming out like a 87 year old man's opinion. That's why you got to get into magic, but go on. <sighs> so, but I think, the prop, the biggest problem with social media, one of the biggest problems with social media is that I feel like everyone's got to have content. Everyone's got to have a hot take. Everyone's got to have a message. Everyone's mm -hmm. got like, so when I get bummed out, I go, I don't have anything lately without shows to promote. I don't have anything to shoot. 
don't have anything to post. And so I feel like a lack. I, I love coming up with a promo. It's my favorite thing. You graded it. I love it. And so I would not out any shows to, to do. I have no reason to shoot anything because I have no thing to promote. So I've been, I've been feeling a hole. But you do a podcast all the time. I do a podcast all the time, but I, I've noticed that I've gone. I just voice texted all of that. To somebody? To me. Oh, my wife and I were on a group chat with someone and I saved it because I thought uh, this is too good. I hit voice text. I didn't realize I did it. And my wife said, can I tell you the problem with him? And told all of it and it was in the thing with the person who's there with the, in the but you didn't chat. send and i as an instinct you know when you see like a message you haven't sent i was gonna i was texting them so i said uh a text uh text 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 rick rick it's bert we're on our way and then my wife goes can i tell you i didn't hit end yeah and so i looked and i realized i hadn't sent it and i went to hit send and i was like wait that's longer than what i was sending i almost sent them a written text of what my wife felt was wrong with them. I was having some problem. I've moved into a new place. Oh, really? Uh, no. Just <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Whenever somebody says that to me, like, I'm hungry. Are you? It's like, no. <laughs> what do you, you just let me tell you. But you were right next door to me. Um, I'm still in, in near here. Okay. But I, I hated the place. The people above me were the worst people. Yeah. And uh, they were... Um, they were, it was a son of the owner of the building. They did construction for almost a year. It was horrible. Can, we, guys, can I just steal a moment? Yeah. So, so we had, we had a, a neighbor, an upstairs neighbor who lived in New York. <laughs> and uh, my, all my friends from college came up. Every night we'd hear, it was almost like someone was rolling dice, right? But imagine if they were with a hammer, like they'd hear rolling hammers. Goosh, 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 goosh. So we don't know what the fuck this person is. We don't even know who this person is. So one day, my my roommates from college come up to stay with me, and we go up to the roof to go smoke a joint. And as we pass by this place, I go, this is so crazy. The per Whoever lives in here every night and their door's wide open. And I'm like, I'm dying to see. And a girl pops out. She's a, a Jewish person who's not allowed to use their hands on Sunday. No. What's the what's that called? It's it's the same one. Uh, Orthodox? They can't use their hands? I've they, never they heard can't of. like turn on lights and stuff. Orthodox. Is it Orthodox? Yeah. There's She's no working. Yeah, no working. Yeah, but she can't use her hands. Like she can't like turn on lights and and. Uh, I know they something. can't use elevators. I, I don't know the. the I, I could be off on this. It's it's whatever. Um, the dude, what John Goodman was in in uh, in. Well, that was he couldn't bowl on Shabbos, but Shabbos, I think it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, but it's more people. than that. You can't do anything. Yeah, Orthodox. So, this is gonna sound like a make believe story. And by the way, my recollection could be off on some of these facts, but she sees us going up. She's, and by the way, she is like not in like the garb. She just looks regular. Street Jew. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, hey, neighbor. And I went, hey, I, I'm not looking at her place. She goes, what are you, what are you guys doing? I said, we're going up to the roof to smoke a joint. I said, my name's Bert. She says her name. She goes, I would, I'd love to get high. Can I come with you guys? We're like, yeah, of course. So we go up. But she can't hold the she joint. She can't hold the joint. She can't hold the pipe. So my buddy Hutch put the pipe into her mouth and lit it and she inhaled it. That she could do. So we're high as fuck. We're on our roof. And I said, you know, I'm, it's so funny. I hear you every night. It's not annoying, but I'm curious. It sounds like you're rolling dice and hammering. And she goes, 
oh, I've been remodeling my apartment. And we're like, oh, for real? And she goes, yeah, I'm remodeling my apartment. And I was like, oh, because is it the same as mine? She goes, I think they're all the same, but mine now looks totally different. So I go, oh, I'd love to see it. So we go down, her door's still open. We walk into her, and she had removed into all the walls. All the structure was gone. She had taken all the wood out. And I'm like, this is dangerous as fuck. She was doing it oh, like she got rid of she, she got rid of like the supporting? She got rid of everything. She got rid of everything. It was like Shawshank Redemption. She just did it with a hammer very slowly, <laughs> tore it apart the place. And my buddy Hodge goes, we were just standing on this roof. She was on the top floor. He goes, we could have fallen through. There's no support beams in here. And But I, I never forget that we had to light the... Like her logic was so off on everything. We had to light the weed for, and she inhaled it. And then she was down. And I remember I ended up living there for another year, <laughs> right below her. Oh, oh, yeah. The the, my the buddy, logic is funny. My buddy Hutch had never met the idea. Like you know, that's his idea of what Jewish people are now. No, yeah, probably. He's like he was like he'd never met someone who couldn't you know turn on lights and stuff. And we it was very popular. My wife ran an apartment building, and you'd have those guys all in there. There was it was in Hollywood, so very commonly, hey, can you come in and turn on our oven or something? Do you know what I just said? Well, if you'd like to learn what I just said, you can learn it from Babbel, the number one selling. Language learning app, period. <laughs> One of my goals for the new year was to brush up on my Russian. I do speak Russian and Spanish. I want to learn French. I want to take the girls to Paris. I would love to learn French. And I can learn it with Babbel. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Take Babbel into the car with you while you're waiting for an appointment, in sitting in the drive through it. Fucking what was the what was the place we just sat in the drive-thru forever and i was like i could learn a new language in and out Babbel, unlike infamous language classes you took in high school designed their courses with practical real world conversations in mind things that you get used to saying in everyday life other language learning apps like use ai for their lesson plans but Babbel's lessons were created with over a hundred language experts their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including French, Spanish, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. <laughs> Start your new language learning today with Babbel. Right now, with your purchase of a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com. And use the promo code BERT. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. And the code's BERT for an extra three free months. Babbel. Language para vida. Bola loca. For life. Language for life. Are you a gig worker or self-employed like myself? It's been a very crazy year. And you, this year, if you know, it, 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 it being self-employed has forced you to be extremely creative and flexible, flexible. Womply has helped over a hundred thousand small businesses get a PPP stimulus loan. Up to forty-one point one million self-employed workers may qualify for up to forty-one thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars in a hundred percent forgivable loans. Funds are limited, so apply for free today at Womply dot com slash birdcast and see if you qualify for a ppp loan 
Wompley.com slash BirdCast. Get that money. This is too long of a story. I'm going to try and do a short version of it, and I'm not sure if it's going to pay off. I I don't remember the beats. Okay. Uh, But basically, I got kicked out of this basketball game. Um, I remember this. That was with with Bill Lawrence. Can I tell you, it makes me like Bill Lawrence so much, and it made me love you. Really? Because your introspection, and this is from the last podcast, your introspection, I'll tighten that up for you. Um, Rick is a great basketball player, but he only knows how to play one speed. By the way, I'm the same way with sports, and so I phone it in if I'm playing with friends, but if I'm playing with strangers, we're fucking going at it, right? It's your identity. Yeah, yeah, you need it's people like, to know. Why would I not want to win? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I, I don't want to sit the next game. Yeah, I played a girl in tennis that I was dating, and she was like, oh, let's play tennis. I was like, cool, and I fucking beat her 6-0. She was like, you're not letting me win any. I was like, you're not good. She was like, no, but you should let me win. I go, no, you got to earn a win. That's how that, it's, why would I... <laughs> I'm There's kinda, some nuance to that, but I, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on board. I'm not the best with this. Anyway, uh, and Bill Lawrence, whose game it was, was like, hey, I love this about this guy. I don't never even met this guy. I probably will, never will. But he said, I'm going to have to uninvite you to the game. You're making some of the guys uncomfortable because you're playing so intensely. And you were like, I didn't know I was doing yeah, that. I also wanted to say it was, it was a, more than that. It was not the whole email. It was basically some of the guys that have been in this game for 20 years feel this way. I understand why they feel this way. I want you to now understand why they feel this way. But it's my game. I'm not kicking you out. Just going to leave for a little bit. And it's your choice if you want to come. It, 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 was, it was just so direct. So well. It was it was exactly what every how people need to confront people. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were saying, keep going. So I'm kicked out of this game, right, for being too good at basketball. And... A, a few time goes by and now I'm coming back now. Also, a lot of guys in this game, most of the guys in this game, just, Oh, Rick hasn't been here. They don't know what's going on because bill isn't broadcasting. it. it's just the few guys that felt this way. And so I'm coming back, Rick, Rick, where have you been? And I like, some of the guys don't want me to be here. Like, you know, I wasn't like a bears of it. I wanted people to know they're like, really? I want like to, you know, yeah. raise kinda, your hands, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but so point is I'm new and I've been in this, before. I mean, I had to go to a special school in ninth grade called PEP, positive education program for like troubled people. And then you come back to school and you come back like at half days. I remember I, um, uh, I, incidentally, I just talked about this for the first time on a podcast, but I was in this special school, ninth grade, but I thought if I'm really good, some people usually when they go to the school, they, they stay at that school. But if you're really good, you get to like come back slowly for half days first. Yeah. And I thought I might be able to get back by ninth grade and I want to be in the yearbook. I don't want people to think, why wasn't I in the yearbook? I don't want to highlight any of this. So my mom convinced the school to let me come and take pictures in case I'm in it. They'll put me in the yearbook. And I practiced in the mirror for minutes, like my <laughs> smile. And to this day, I still went. It's one of my twitches. Sometimes I, I do this. It was yeah, started yeah. from there. But I go to this. Anyway, I remember going back and when people were like, where were you? I was. Oh, I just, I was embarrassed. Yeah. This felt like that same thing, but now I feel like the other way. Anyway, so now I'm like, Rick's back, baby, but you got to be, you got to be good. And I show up and there are, uh, I, there are 10 people. There's usually 15, up to 15. Yeah. There are 10 guys. Minimum, you need 10 guys. We play at this place at this, this Jewish rec center and upstairs there is this, the best way I could explain it, a bunch of Jews doing their thing. And you, it's a Friday or whatever it was. They need to say a prayer, but you need to have 10 guys. And they need 10 guys down here. 
and they're as you they're walking and I see it, the, people are walking in. There's guys on the street like recruiting, like trying to get you know what's it called when you try to get ticket sales? If there's a word, like scalping. No, like uh, barking. Barking. Yeah. Yeah. They're barking for people to come up, but that you need to be Jewish. Are you Jewish? You Jewish? You Jewish? Yeah. They ask me, are you Jewish? And I'm like, I'm into this conversation now because I don't know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah, are you? You know, he's dressed in the whole thing. He goes, I am. I'm like, I love it, man. You know, I'm finally welcome back to the game. We got yeah. a couple of Jews. What's going on? <laughs> and he basically says, we need a 10th and <laughs> not so many words. So now I'm down with the guys that some of them kicked me out, but I want to be there stretching. We're about to start the game. And I tell these guys, see if you could find somebody else because- I'm trying to make a good impression. I don't want to be late to school. Yeah. Ultimately, they couldn't. So now I'm back, but all these guys have to wait for me to go upstairs in my back ankle brace. My They're all in their, their Jewish suits yeah. and stuff. God damn it. Andrew. Andrew. I think this hit me in the head. They're wearing like the yarmulkes and they're all dressed up and I'm in basketball shorts stretching. I don't remember how to read Hebrew. Yeah. But now I'm upstairs with these Jewish people for, you know, and everyone's, you know, finally Rick's back, but he's up there hanging with the Jews. So it just God. made me think of if these people don't know what Jewish people are and just assuming, oh, we can't invite them to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's no, my, my story. My uh, my buddy Hutch is a very, very, uh, like one of the most awesome dudes, like the one of the most awesome dudes you'll ever meet. He, uh, my recollection of things is often skewed towards comedy. So like my remembering anything I always remember what made me giggle about it, mm -hmm. and then I highlight that, and I kind of lose the details I understand. in between. But one of my favorite Hutch stories ever, and by the way, there's a million, right, is uh, I, I, go to, I go to New York, and I start doing stand-up, and uh, I come back for a, a Florida State football game. And we go back to the house we used to live in. Now I think Hutch is renting it to some friends, but we know those guys. So we go to party in the house that we left college in. And one morning, Hutch and I are down underneath the stairs. We're hungover. And uh, and Hutch was a major. And I, I hope this sounds, this sounds kind because I don't want it to be unkind. But I made jokes about Hutch. But Hutch was not a complex dude. Mm -hmm. He needed the things he needed in life. And his simplicity was almost brilliant. You know, his, his name's Hutch. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, he lives up to every bit of what you think a Hutch would be. I remember him telling me one time, by the way, remember that my memory, because if Hutch hears this and he's like, that's not what happened at all. Just remember my memory is a little skewed. You could do a tag at the end of him kind of like correcting everything. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, I, I, uh, I had a son. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I named him uh, Isaiah or Isaac or whatever. And I said, really? He said, yeah, he thought, because you're a comedian, you'd love that. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, Joseph brought his only son, Isaiah, Isaac, up to the mountaintop, and God had him almost kill him, but he didn't at the last minute. And I went, end? And he goes, well, you'd have to have a pretty good sense of humor if, you're, if your dad almost killed you, and then he didn't, right, Bert? And that's the way Hutch's brains works, or brain works. So he's a, he was a, he was a he's an amazing salesman, and he sold books all across the country for summer, and he'd make seventy five grand in a summer selling books, and then that would pay for his whole college, and he'd have a bank. It, the guy always had money selling books; he could sell anything, so much so that they turned him into a motivational speaker. Speaker, but he wasn't the best at motivational speeches. He would they, he, they would come out a, a, like a little skewed from like a high perspective, right? Uh -huh. So I just come back from New York. I'm trying getting into stand-up. I'm having a rough time. We're under these stairs. We're hungover. It's Saturday morning. It's early. And we're just kind of like sitting in the grass under these stairs. And Hutch goes, B-Men. 
how's uh, how's New York going? I said, good. And he goes, uh, you think you're going to make it? And I go, I don't know, Hutch. It's not. I mean, it's a little different than what I thought it would be. And he goes, let me explain something to you. And he gives me a motivational mm-hmm. speech. If you Life's say. Like an encyclopedia. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> if you. <laughs> If you commit 100%. If you could what? If you commit 100% to your goal of making it in stand-up comedy, then you've already achieved your goal. I said, what? And he goes, you've, you've achieved your goal. If you, you say, I will not stop until then. Once you commit to that, then you've, you've achieved your goal. I said, I don't, I don't follow. And he goes, Get, put a goal, a very simple goal. Give me a goal you'd like to achieve today. I go, I'd like to get high, Hutch. And he goes, do you promise not to... Stop or quit until you get high. And I said, I, I promise I will make sure I get high today. He goes, then you've achieved that goal. I said, I'm not high. And he pulls a joint out of his top pocket <laughs> and he goes, you will be in a second. <laughs> and I fucking, he was just the great, the greatest, greatest guy. I, I, I wish I had better stories. I, the one I always tell about is, is I told, told it my act is, um, we were playing frisbee golf and my frisbee got stuck in a tree and he was throwing i was throwing a stick at it and he comes over and he goes hey man if i were you i'd be real careful throwing that stick up in the air i said why and he goes well you know how when you look up your mouth automatically opens and i was like no and he goes it does try it and i look up i'm like oh shit it does open and he goes yeah sticks liable to go right down your throat and i was like what and he goes happened to me twice <laughs> and then he said and this is, no one would ever believe this and this i am not skewing this at all i swear to god he goes it also happened with a bike flag he goes do you remember when you were a kid and you'd throw stuff in the air in your front yard and watch it stick in the ground and i went no and he goes well i did it a lot <laughs> one day i throw a bike flag up in the air and as it comes out someone goes hey hutch and he looks and then he looks up to see where the stick is and when he goes i was running around with a bike flag in my throat <laughs> he's one of the fucking oh fuck is he still around yeah 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 he's you refer to your parents in Hutch in past tense. I refer to everyone in past tense, I think. Start, start referring to them future tense, and then yeah. your dreams will come true. Yeah, may, yeah. Hutch is going to be awesome. <laughs> like, how exciting to see him again, you know? <laughs> he is He is such a joy to run into. Have you ever oh, had him on the podcast? No. Why not? He, he, this isn't him. He's funny as shit. And by the way, the funniest part of Hutch was being friends, All everyone being friends with Hutch and the, his quirks. He had a thing called the A-list. Hang on. It was the A-list, I think. I'm going to call Blair. Blair was my, he would, so Hutch would go shop. Hutch had a lot of money. Nice. So he would go shopping for the house. And so he'd go, you'd, and then you get a bill of what he bought. And uh-huh. it was, and what he was. you mean shopping for the house? Oh, you guys live together. He'd get, he'd get, so he would buy stuff for himself. We all live together. And then he'd buy stuff for the house, like mayonnaise. That's for the house. That goes, I want to say it's on the A-list. Let me, I'm going to call Blair and Blair will remember. Um, He would go, A-list. And you'd be like. Oh, cool. And you're like, yeah, we definitely needed mayonnaise. And then you're like, kickball. And he's like, A-list. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, I got everyone kickballs. They're in your bed, on your bed. And you're like, I didn't want it kickball. Oh, so everyone has to pay for it? Everyone had to pay for right. kickballs because Hush would be like, so then one day you're, I'm, I'm, he'll call me back if he, so then one day he bought us all kickballs and put them on the A-list. And you go to your room and there's a kickball on your bed with some toothpaste, yeah, list, you know, like just things mm-hmm. that he thought you needed. And I, we mocked this kickball forever. And he goes, and then one day we're in the front yard, we're high and we're kicking our kickballs as high in the air as we can and seeing who can kick them higher, mm-hmm. like up above the trees. 
and Hutch just comes up and he goes, kickball wasn't a bad idea to put on the A-list. <laughs> hey, Mango. Hey, man, is Mr. Calling for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a podcast and I'm trying to tell stories about Hutch. Did Hutch, what was it called when he bought something for all of us? Was it the A-list? Yeah, the A-list, yes, 100%. <laughs> hey, you just said 100%. I'm trying to explain how Hutch would buy something like kickballs and put it on the A-list, and then you'd be like, I didn't ask for a kickball. Or and- Kool-Aid that he only liked the flavor of. <laughs> he only liked the what? <laughs> Kool-Aid. That only he li- I hadn't drank, and I hadn't drank Kool-Aid since I was nine anyway. <laughs> Hutch is the fucking greatest. Oh, all right. It is the greatest. He's not dead. All right. No. Will be the greatest. All right, yeah. all right, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye. So, uh, so oh, that's my wife. But yeah, it, it, he would buy Kool Aid, but only he liked that flavor of Kool Aid. He's like, "Hey, list, we all like fucking ectoplasm," and you're like, "No one likes that hot." Oh, the reason I also want to say, uh, just so we don't have the loose end on the the apartment, um, my, the the landlord, uh, I was talking to him about stuff. You know, some so a lot of problems doesn't matter, uh, and uh, we were messaging back and forth and. This was December. The heat went out. He got he got me a, a floor heater, but I have rugs and it says you can't, you know, don't leave it on overnight and don't leave it when you leave the house. And it's like, I'm not going to sleep with this thing on. This scares me. I'm bringing my own microphones. I'm not wearing that fucking having that thing by my rugs, yeah. which, by the way, all from Marshall Rug Gallery. We'll be right back after word from our sponsors. If you're looking for just the right flooring, you need choices. And at Marshall Carpet One, you'll find thousands of choices including carpet, hardwood, rugs, and luxury vinyl. So make the right choice and visit Marshall Carpet One and Rug Gallery. And we promise, with more than 50 years as a family-owned business, we've got you covered! And we're back, perfect. (laughs) Let me know if you need some. But while we're going through this, and oh, and he's, the people couldn't fix the heat for a few weeks. I found a place to do it, but it's not the people they use. So fuck you guys. Yeah. He, uh, the landlord, had a conversation with his partner uh, and didn't realize that he was a voice record. And it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it was voice, you know, yeah. uh, three minutes of stuff. He sent it to me. <laughs> I saw three minutes. I listened for a few seconds and I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to hear this. So I stopped not saying I'm not going to listen. Just like. Let's figure out, let's, what are we doing here? What's the right thing to do, Rick? Yeah. Um, m- uh, not even a minute later, he messages back. Hey, I sent that by accident. Um, uh, if you're going to listen, I would prefer if you listen when you're with me so I could explain a couple of things. And I empathized. I don't like this guy. I empathize. And I love that you empathized. And I said to him, I understand. I can imagine what it would be like to send something by accident. Don't worry. I'm not, pl- I made point to say planning. I'm not planning on listening to it. And I didn't. However, I did record it. I did press play and do a screen record and I literally left the room so I wouldn't hear it. But in case I lose it, I don't know, leverage, yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy sucks all the time. So I recorded it and I didn't listen to it. And he, you would have thought he was trying to get, uh, be a guest on the podcast the way he was ta- treating me and, 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 and talking to me and helping and just like yeah. he's my best friend. And I was thinking like, great, <laughs> you know, maybe he said some anti-Semitic shit or whatever and now <laughs> I can live here. Uh, and then time passed, he sucked again and then I gave it a listen and he was just horrible on it and i still have that footage and I, I don't know what i'm allowed to talk about but there were some problems with that place um and i think i'm i'm i'm, I'm taking some action 
And, oh, for uh, real? Yeah, and I have lots of documentation of stuff. The people above me, man, they used to throw stuff over onto the off their balcony. Would get on my balcony, spilled coffee. Uh, just I have so many recordings of the stuff they were saying. I just you words I'm not allowed to say that yeah. the wife is calling the husband and vice versa. Anyway, but I have that that recording and made me think of that. It's interesting how how you don't realize your behavior affects people that live below you or above you. But you can, but everything of anyone above you or below you does is on a microscope where you go like, like I remember that woman, she was more like, so above the, above, we could hear yeah. above more than below the people that live below us in that same apartment in New York. I live with two girls. Uh, and they nice. used to, this is when clog, uh, there, there was, they were, this is when clogged Just shoes. Just say you had a, a place. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when clogged shoes were like big, like girls with big chunky f heels, like boots and our neighbor came up one time. I love when people like, that's what I like about that Bill Lawrence guy. I like when people handle things properly because I don't. I usually don't say anything and then I explode. I right. don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. And then I pop and then you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? He came up and he was like, um, he was like, I, I know you guys probably aren't aware, but when you wear shoes in your apartment, it's really loud downstairs. And we're like, for real? And he was like, it's really loud. And you guys wear shoes all the time in your apartment. Do you guys mind taking your shoes off at the door, leaving them at the door, and then walking around barefoot in your apartment? So are you saying they asked you to take your shoes off podcast? Yeah. Okay. And the girls did it. And I remember the first night they didn't. Like, I remember the first time they came in, and they were just stomping around. And and you, and you I mean, I remember one, my roommate Monica jumped in her shoes from the couch onto the floor. Like, jumped, like, ka, like, fun, crazy, we're partying. And I was like, oh, I can see how that would wake somebody uh -huh. up. Oh, that guy made total sense. The people have hardwood floors in the place above me, and they would be wearing shoes all the time. And I, I know before this, my friends, John and Allison, lived there. So I know what it is. And listen, they have to live their life, but we've had conversations and how we, it could be manageable and respectful. Yeah. They have to not walk on eggshells, but I want to live here. And we're in a pandemic. Like, I'm home all the time. I... Not only did I, not, I don't even want to say confront them. I, I, I approached them in a way where, hey guys, welcome to the neighborhood. You know, I, I don't know much, but I have my three favorite restaurants. You know, just a, a little thing like, here's what I like. Also, I happen for work. I record uh, two to four hours a week in my apartment. Um, I know you guys are doing construction. If you wouldn't mind, I could give you at least a day's notice. If you could keep like some of the banging down. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't. Or sometimes by accident, but they never met those things. Then I said, uh, uh, if you could just at least not have the shoes. Um, my father owns an area rug store. I would love to send you uh, rugs. And I sent them manufacturer. Uh, uh, I don't remember if I sent them or I told them the manufacturers, but not like used rugs. Like here are some manufacturers of nice rugs. We will drop ship them to you free of charge. Never once acknowledged it, said no, thank you. Thanks anyway. Just anyway. Yeah. So like, it's easy to become resentful, but once you approach somebody and be like, Hey, do you mind doing this? And then that person doesn't do it. Then it's like, Ooh, you go, oh, I just, I'm so bad. So fucking I'm mad. so bad at the, the reaching out to people. And I think that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a little more cognizant of what I say on podcasts about people. Cause I, Good idea. because I, because I, for, I mean, for the very beginning of my career on podcasts, I would just torch relationships. I mean, just say things that were very honest. But I, and, and, and at times things I had said to the person that the person didn't listen. And then all of a sudden you just are like, you're like, I'll say it again. Fuck it. 
there's a there's a fine line and I have a hard time understanding it. And I, I, I'll, I'll sometimes not say stuff that would have been fine. But like, when is it somebody else's business? Like, if I tell this story about this person, right? Okay. It's that's their business. Great, that's a great. But also, sometimes it's also my business. A perfect example is is girlfriends or ex-girlfriends more particularly because yeah. there are stories that I've talked about where I didn't at least say the name of the ex-girlfriend. And my problem is I'm, I, I tell stories for a living. And so a, a good story I, I like to share. I remember telling him I got high with Sebastian Bach. And he went, well, don't do that. Why, why are you telling everyone you got high with Sebastian Bach? Unless Sebastian's go, okay with it. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, he he let the joint. He's got to be cool with it. Yeah, man, but it's not your business. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize that. I'm telling, and it's a good story, by the way. The story is, is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's a really good story. It's a great story. But I've assumed since you've talked to Sebastian and asked if you could I tell it. Never talked to Sebastian. Well, you're doing it now. <laughs> I'm doing it now. By the way, I think Sebastian Bach would be comfortable with saying he's he's right. a known stoner. So, and it was just a also great weed isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, right. And it's not like we shared a woman, you know. Like then you're like, all right, that's not cool. But but it's it's interesting because I have disclosed. Excuse me, <laughs> I, have, I don't have headphones on, but I have to imagine you guys heard that. <laughs> what what was it? I mean, I I don't even want to call it a fart. That's disrespectful. I mean, I just <laughs> I just blew up the seat. <laughs> but it's it's Oof. it's funny what I share. I've overshared. I made a living oversharing. I think. I mean, my special was called Secret Time. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until recently where I was like, I don't have to have a hot take on everything. But it seems like you got to be prepared for everything. Like, now here's a question. Um, something like the Carlos Mencia stuff, mm -hmm. right? That people go, oh, it should be kept in-house. It goes out. I think that's good for comedy. I don't it's have bad for Carlos. I don't have an opinion. I mean, I could make one up. But it's just about like... The only way, this isn't like this this big moral golden rule thing. There is something that me going to a special school, people speak, talking shit, you yeah. know, making up stories. But are we okay? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm almost certain. I just know what it's like. You for, let me know if uh, Peter shows up, if he's standing behind me for an hour. Uh, I know what it's like for people to tell my story and fill in the blanks. And the filling in the blanks is the biggest part. Because if there are facts that are out there, then I'm not the one telling them. But when you are creating a context and as little or as big as a podcast may be, there is at least some subconscious influence when somebody looks up to you or they appreciate other takes you have where they think yeah. what you say is valid for you to create a narrative that isn't yours to tell. Ooh. I wouldn't. Here's the thing where you say you don't like confrontation. I don't seek it. But if there is somebody, if it's your business and you're here with me, you have every ability to say, I don't want to talk about this or defend yourself or. Yeah. I have no problem having that. It's when that person isn't there with us. It's not our, we can't, we, we, we don't know. A anyway, I just, I, I told, I told a story on two bears, one cave. There's a very innocuous story. And I, and I, and it's funny. You don't think, and you think everything's fine. You tell the story. There's a story about these uh, black guys getting on stage and showing their dicks in Miami. And it's a fucking great story. And then this al hairless albino gets on stage, shows his dicks. True story. I drop them. I go, that's my show. Drop the mic. <laughs> fucking standing ovation. I'd only done 35 minutes, right? It's a fucking great story. In the story, I said, um, and I'm telling it to Tom. And, and I'm saying, oh, this was a Miami improv. is a crazy place. One time they have these three gangbangers in the front row. And they're fucking rough. I mean. And I say, Lisa Correo, that's her name. She was the person. She comes off stage, she was crying. And then Lisa, and by the way, I'm also adding details that probably aren't it, aren't in it right now. 
and and I don't know why, but that's what how I tell a story is I add the details to make sure you're interested or whatever. Lisa uh, texted me and goes, "Hey man, just so you know, like I didn't cry." And I was like, "Huh?" She's like, "I wasn't crying." Like, and then I realized, "Oh, that's super important." Like I made it look like she was just this like frail as opposed to a seasoned comic who went on stage, had a rough set, came off as like, fuck that crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, I made it sound like she was this like fainting, hanky, hanky pulling. And she wasn't. And, but in me telling the story, just to tell it, I go, she came off crying. That's why if you're going to, my opinion, if you're going to tell those stories, you can't reveal who the person is. Yeah. Or it always made it so much better. Yeah. It's like, but you know, and then when you talk about defending people, this is an interesting one too, is, Ari, Ari's recollection of, of after the Kobe shit went down, Ari's recollection of how we interacted is very different than what really happened. Because I think he was in a whirlwind of craziness and, and chaos. I reached out to him the day of, the day of, the day after, and then it stayed quiet for a little bit. But have since, you know, I didn't, I didn't defend him the way he wanted me to. And I remember thinking, it sounds really selfish. But I was like, no one's out there defending you. I don't want to be the one guy standing on the hill going, it was a joke, you know? And, and but, but did you think, it, did, you, did you feel that way? Did you feel why, did you feel people were overreacting and it was a joke? I thought, I thought, um, I thought that, I, I, I understood that, that everything he had always tweeted about people dying, I understood that was his bit and that was a joke. And the more horrible, the more fucking horrible, the the more I think all of us would go like, oh, fuck, he went hard today, mm-hmm. right? And then he explained to me, he said, you know, I was really hurt that you didn't defend me. And I was like, and and I was like, yeah, I was a weird guy to ask because you had drugged me a month before. So, like, it's, I was in a weird right. place. Like, because if, if I defend you, then if I forgave you for that, and then I, and I, I was like, I'm just in a weird place, and I didn't want, Everyone coming after me because uh-huh. I'm the one guy going, guys, no one said it. No one said it's a joke at the time. At the th- later, like a month later, everyone's like, you know, that's what Ari does. Ari always does that. But at the time, no one was like on Twitter going, except for Mark, Mark Normand uh, defended Ari. And, and, but Ari said to me, he was like, you know, jokes are sometimes the most horrible thing you can say. That's the joke. And it doesn't matter if you're not funny. You got to defend someone trying to tell a joke. He was like, I was trying to tell a joke. But I didn't defend him, and I, f- I always felt bad that I can't, you can't go back in time. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 the, the bigger picture is both the people who maybe did something that was a turnoff and the people that did or didn't respond the way they should have were just guys. Yeah. And we're imperfect, and shit happens, and we learn from it. But, and I want to remove this conversation from the Ari part of it because I, I don't know him that well, and yeah. I, I don't, I mean, respectfully, I don't care about that I mean, I, you know what I mean. Like I it's like mean. I'm, I'm, I don't think about it. Yeah. But that, as a microcosm, this idea of distasteful jokes, we could come on here, and I know we're filming, especially if this were live, and nothing would be edited out for sure. I could punch you in the stomach and say you just got punched, and that's my bit, and that's my yeah. joke. Yeah, funny or not, that's my joke. It doesn't. I, I punched you. Yeah, I hurt you. So. I, 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 there, you know, Chappelle is a big advocate for us being able to be able to say whatever we want and have a voice. I agree with that. Yeah. But if somebody is doing something for a certain reaction, why would they be surprised if, if, if they actually consciously, the math of this joke is for this reaction. Why are you surprised when you get it? 
That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if Ari was surprised. The, the, and I want to the, make the clear thing, that it's not specifically about that because I don't know enough of the right, variables right. No, about but it. The, 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 the intent was to troll people who cared and then in his head prove that they didn't really care. I care. I care when that happened. Yeah. I remember I did a show, I think that night, if not the next night, I couldn't talk about anything but it. It was, it was, it was I cared. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I'm not having them over for lunch too often, but- I cared. Who, Kobe or Ari? Kobe. Okay. I'm saying like when that happened, that really affected me. Yeah. And we don't need to go into it now because we've yeah. been do going long enough, but it, it it did. I was actually a bit surprised at how much it affected me. It's reminding me of, on my wall, I had Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, 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 Van Damme, Jenny McCarthy, Jordan, and Kobe, depending on when it was. Like I had five people on my wall. He, since I was a kid, he was one of them. Yeah. This thing happened. I remember seeing that, and I, I really, I keep saying, I don't want to talk too much about it. I wasn't taken aback. I wasn't angry at him, but it was, I didn't like it. Yeah. So if you're trolling people, why are you surprised when people are trolled? That's, I don't mean that sarcastically. No, 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 yeah. And also, yeah. this is my third time saying it, but I want to make sure very clear. I don't know Ari very well. I've only yeah. met, I only seen him a few times probably, and that was when I was first starting out. It's always very, I, I don't have a, I don't have a take on it. Yeah. It's just you saying like, oh, how come you didn't defend me? It's like. Well, I don't, I don't want to put it like Ari going. I don't want to make sure, make sure I'm not, that I skewed it too much. Like Ari was hurt, but it, I think he, I think, I think there's probably times that people ask me about it and I kind of just try to dodge it. But what would, what would the defense be? Is it Ari's a good guy, this aside, or we like this joke? It was a joke. That's I think his Ari's defense was that was a joke. So this thing that I said isn't a real encapsulation of the character of who I am. Right. This is a joke. I'm a comedian right. and I should be given full. F and by the way, I don't want to be putting words in Ari's mouth. And I, I don't know if that's what Ari would right. say, but I will say that I felt like he would he would want everyone to go. It was a joke. You didn't get the joke. I could respect that. Part. Yeah. So he wants you to defend his character, not the choice. <laughs> And I think at the time, what I was saying to him was, you know, I think maybe, maybe my, and I, and, and I think a lot of this has been tricky for me, but my characterization of Ari going, he just drugged me. I'm not going to defend him. But it was Trying, a joke. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, I think he looked at the drugging as like, I, I think he really honestly was shocked that, um, that Leanne was upset. I think he was shocked. I think he was like, this, this is what we do. You know, every now and then we're, it's, it's, it, by the way, it is totally within like the Joey Diaz, Segura, Rogan. Like, so like, Ro it's like, uh, what, what's that show? Jackass kind of stuff? I guess. I don't know. I, I, I mean, and I, and I, you know, I, I think, look, I don't, not to, like you said, I don't want to get into this. I don't, I don't want to. Should we stop then? Or is no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mind talking about it, but it's like, I think I didn't, I didn't help out. The thing is, it's also you have to check in with yourself of what is it that I'm defending? Am I defending somebody in spite of something or am I defending them because of something? Yeah. And if I disagree with somebody's choice, it, you know, it's still a nice friendship thing to do, but you got to figure out when you feel comfortable doing it. But if somebody is being attacked for something that you don't believe is true, then uh, like how I felt, then I feel like I don't need to defend everything but I do think it's I do think it's a responsibility of a friend to say, listen, this part of this story, you know, I don't buy it. Yeah. 
you know, why? Know what, what are we saying. defending? Are we? De- it's like it's like going into radio and they go, "What do you think about Amy Schumer?" And it's like, and you go, "I'm doing morning radio. They want me to trash her. I have some things I could think that are a little unsavory, or I could just go, which which you know, or I could just go. She's a great. She's a great person. She's actually not a bad person. Why? Yeah, it, like, like, or you know, you could think of the thing that you'd be like, "Oh, I heard one story about her," or you could go, and then sometimes I think sometimes more often than not, a lot of people think the traffic they might get from the the. Of course, that's a, that's the social media. It's so fucking gross. It's a lot easier for people to go up on Yelp and leave a negative review than a positive one. People uh, love yeah. doing it. I did it once. A negative one? No, so, and it so was deserved. So was deserved. And uh, and then we did. I did Rogan the next week, and he goes and. Rogan's like, who even leaves a fucking Yelp review? I go, I do. I did. I actually, I said normally, I actually leave positive ones, really glowingly positive mm-hmm. ones now. But at the time, I left a negative one and I said, this place fucking sucked, Joe. I said, I asked the guy, I sat down. I just flown into Baltimore. I sat down at the bar. I said, uh, you got anything good local beer? And he goes, Coors. And I went, okay, I'll take a Coors. And I was like, uh, I was like, you know, I'll take a fucking Heineken. What a fucking dick. And then I said, so I'm in a good mood. I'm getting ready to take a nap. Yeah, your arms are tired. Yeah, and he, I go, uh, so what's good on the menu? And he goes, I don't know, turkey sandwich. I said, for real? He said, you like turkey sandwiches? I said, yeah, and he goes, great. Brings out a turkey sandwich, and it's the worst turkey sandwich I've ever had. And I light this fucking place up on Yelp. I light it up, and I tell Joe about it. And then I get an email from the owner of the place. Good. Hey, man, what the fuck did you say the name of the place on? Oh, I said the name of the oh, place. Oh, come on. I said all of it. I, but, it's you know, one bad bartender. Yeah, what, That's what he said. That guy has been fired. I have <laughs> I have mortgaged my house, double mortgaged my house to open this restaurant. Yeah. Listen, man, I would much assume, know that I have a bad bartender. Then you go in and trash my restaurant on, on Rogan. And now people are leaving bad Yelp reviews just because yeah. you mentioned the name of my place. And then you're sitting there going... Didn't know anyone listened to Rogan. Like, I mean, I knew at the time. Now you do. Back then, this is fucking, you did it in his house. And so I fucking was like, God, I'm sorry. And he was like, no, man. Next time you're in that city, you got to do a promo at their place. It's The food was so bad. Stop. (laughs) He knows. By the way, if he's still listening, he'll just murder me one day. Yeah. Well... I'm a fucking nightmare. I, I need to, that's why I need to stop talking and, and just, and just go like pump some brakes. I don't stop talking. Just, just, or think about what I say. It's so fun when you don't think or about what you say. Or make sure that you have somebody like, uh, like what a Kalila is for Bobby every now and then. Who like, goes? Like she's just, hey, stop. Don't, don't talk about that. But Kalila's a fucking saint. Can mm-hmm. you imagine being married to Bobby Lee? Or not married, but you know. I can't imagine doing podcasts with him. I can't imagine being married to me. Is my what? Where's my who's my wife talking to? I don't know. Um, um, no, I don't know what it's like. But she uh, she came on my podcast and talked about it and gave a lot of like sincerely interesting perspective on it. She is amazing. She's I didn't know her uh, at all. Uh, Bobby had me on Tiger Belly. My Tiger girlf- Belly is a great fucking podcast. Uh, my girlfriend is a fan of Kalila's. And told me, like, she likes Kalila. So that all I know is my girlfriend likes Kalila. I don't know her. Yeah. And I go on the podcast, and I didn't know at the time, but Kalila had a very bad impression of me based on an interaction once. Of oh, something. I thought she was like, hi, I'm Rick Lassman. About bad impression of me. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was just very, very just like <laughs> the joke you just did. I don't know why I'm still doing it. Um, and then we kind of like hashed it out on the thing. And I, I just I'm I really she's so smart. She's smart um, as fuck. She's a great athlete. Uh, yeah. Collegiate swimmer. Yeah. I, I don't see the, you know, you know, you constantly look. I'm sure people go, why is she with Bert? Right. Like what 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 happened to her that she decided Bert is the solution? Pieces is fit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I think it to myself. Sometimes I look at her and I go, what happened to you? What a nice feeling to have. Like, what, oh. like to feel like, you know, I understand that feeling of like, I'm glad I got her. Yeah. I would uh, like, she, I mean, just the, uh, that chick, my wife is a fucking gang gets fucking. I, it's weird. Wait until her teeth are fixed. Well, I know. But this fucking. Invisalign look just looks like you haven't brushed your teeth in a week. It just looks gross. You're like, and you oh, and then she got little bumps on her teeth because you need those. Because then that here's an example. Where she's like, why are you telling people this? Yeah, yeah, this is a perfect. <laughs> don't tell people about the teeth bumps. But I don't want to change who I am and who I am. I overshare. There's, there's, there's a. I don't want to take your bit. Like, so if something happened between me and you, where it's a great bit, I would. I'm very proprietor. Yeah, proprietorship over like Shark Tank for the first time. I didn't want to take your bit, but if like like when Segura fell, I didn't want to tell his story. Right, like I was understood that, but once he's told his story, I'll share my experience with the event, or or yeah, I don't know. It's just developing instincts, and you have to question things. Even yeah. if you don't change, you have to question things. You have to, if Sebastian said he didn't want you to tell that story or somebody and or somebody says they don't want you to take your shirt off, you have to take these things in and you're not going to be about 100%. You have to figure out when is it my, when am I gambling with my money versus somebody else's money? Yeah. And you have to kind of find that. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with it. I get so insecure. I, I was, I was dating a girl uh, once where where I, I, uh, this, there's a story where, uh, I met a girl online and at the time she was in Hawaii, but she lives in Los Angeles. And it's this great story where she was going to come back. We were going to get a coffee. Um, and then she ended up not being able to come back. And coincidentally, Brent Morin had just gone to Hawaii by himself to do a show. I'm like, I want to go to Hawaii. So I'm like, I'll go, how about we get a coffee in Hawaii? And she said, sure. And I went to Hawaii and I, it's just this funny, cool weekend story. And I couldn't for, for a while. I, I didn't even, I couldn't tell the story because I felt like is if anybody figures out somehow through algebra of different stories, who this person might be, or am I telling their story of letting somebody, I was so insecure about it. Yeah. And then I realized somebody told me that, uh, you're allowed to tell your stories. Yeah. But I'm still very, and I do think it comes from being a kid and people telling my story. We're like, oh, I'm yeah. not there for it. Oh, see, I just tell my story and then I apologize for the shrapnel afterwards. And I just go, like I, I texted Lisa Creo and I was like, I'm so sorry. I, you, I, I don't remember if you cried or didn't cry. And I, and I, but my recollection is that you cried. And I was like, come on my podcast and please defend yourself and, and t call me a fucking dickhead. And I'm cool with that also. Like if Sebastian Bach wants to hit me up and be like, fuck him we smoked weed like like he can't say we didn't smoke weed we smoked weed like that's the other part is i go don't don't pull out a joint in a green room you know like don't take your dick out and jerk off in front of people if you don't think they're gonna call you out maybe sometimes yeah, but it's, it's like a it's like a therapist like they there's 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 a therapist client 
uh, what's the thing? You don't uh, listen. What, yeah, but, yeah, okay, yeah, but when it comes to drugs, weed, you can't talk about you. You can if you smoke weed with someone, they're gonna say they got high with but you. What I'm saying is there is coke. I understand. I get it. We don't talk about that. That's I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you that weed is fine, but that's my opinion. Yeah, a therapist keeps everything themselves unless they feel like you know they need to go to people. Those type of things, I don't know. I feel like I've had now that you're bringing up weird feelings with me because now I've had people go, "Hey, man, don't tell people about that to me," and I was like, "Go fuck yourself." As if, as if I would. As no, like, or as if why not? Or no, I already did. <laughs> I already did, and they're like, and they're like, "Hey, man." People don't need to know that. And I'm like, hold on. Hold on a second. You didn't do anything bad. And you don't you don't own me. I was there also. What if I, you're at my house? Okay. Okay. Um, you're doing my podcast. Yeah. Take your shoes off. And you come over and my girlfriend's there. And during the podcast, coincidentally, something happens between her and I, right? Or my business, her business, our business, whatever it is, you experience it. I, Bert, Bert, Bert sorry, man. Uh, give me like, five minutes let me figure this out obviously i'm gonna edit this shit out you were there for it is that now something you could talk about no 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 if we're your house and what if it happened here what if my girlfriend were here and then she gets a call about something and rick i'm so sorry i said dude you got to edit this stuff out sure sure yeah we talk no i don't that okay you got to make it interesting i only tell the interesting stuff like it's interesting it's interesting something interesting in. happens she comes in with a, with a gun in her hand she goes get in the fucking car now and you go hi i gotta leave yeah, well, see, there's. I, I don't he, tell that on a. I don't. Well, he, but that that see, there's so many variables that then affects your safety. So you're now involved. Yeah. This is more. Um. Her uh, her her water broke, but during quarantine, she never let anybody, even her parent. You don't know this. She didn't let her parents know that she's pregnant. Nobody knows about this. Yeah. Her water broke. You happen to know about? Oh fuck. Uh, secret, secret. I don't. I keep it. But that's a crazy story. But I don't. I don't. And and I and, they, and we birth them right there. We birth them right there. Oh, I tell everyone if you gave birth on my house, but nobody can know yet, dude. I'll, I'll tell but anyone, I don't tell you that. I won't tell. I, oh, you don't tell me that. I don't tell you. All you know is, hey man, you got to edit this out. Nobody knows that she's pregnant yet. <clears throat> then I, w I wouldn't share it. So people basically need to say it. this is off the record. Otherwise, it's fair game. I think. I mean, there's there's certain things like I don't I don't I don't speak for anyone. I don't speak on behalf of people. I I've I, I've learned that the you know, um, the proprietary way. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. I don't, it's weird. It's, it's, it's play by play for me. I'm trying to think. Just leave it on a cliffhanger. It's play by play. It's, it's play by play. Because I'm a pretty much open book and I allow you to talk about anything that ever happens with me because I, I try to live a pure life. And if, if, if I go to your house and I take a shit in your toilet and I break your toilet, which has happened. I, breaking I, a toilet yeah, or clogging it i broke some dude's toilet uh, at a hot christmas party once and he told everyone at school and then he came up and he's like hey man i'm, I'm sorry i've told everyone I, like, I don't give a fuck i broke your toilet yeah i took a shit i ruined your toilet i owe you a toilet i get it <laughs> like i but, but I, i'm i'm pretty see that's the thing I get, I'm, I get naked uh no he said it was fine um <laughs> i get naked in front of everyone so i show everything yeah. I, and so i am shocked when there are people that craft their or they don't want certain things shared. I, I'm more. I also my boundaries are very fluid. Yeah, and it, it it's it's something that I, I often have to check in with. Just because I'm okay with it doesn't mean I, I have the, those same instincts. Like who who cares? 
Yeah. I mean, some things, obviously, you know, you don't want certain to come out. I, but, yeah, certain things I would. show your dick if you don't want your dick shown. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Don't show your dick if you don't want your dick shown is my theory on how I live my life. I'm pretty cool and honest and across the board with people. But, but sometimes somebody's dick accidentally gets shown. And I don't, I won't tell, if you're, if you accidentally show me your dick and it's a no harm, no foul, you're a good person. I'm not going to tell anyone about it. But if, if your dick gets accidentally shown and that's a thing that's happening a lot, I'm probably going to tell people you show your dick. I understand. Hey, listen, that's the world today. That's why I always say, always show your dick with intent. And that's a perfect way it to better end the be podcast. funny. Dude, this has been a blast. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, this man. This is probably, honestly, some of the best podcasting I've done that is Magic the Gathering. I swear to God. Some of my favorite thing I've ever done on this show. Well, I appreciate it. I had fun. Uh, we can end it here, but I do have a gift for you. What's that? Um, so the gift I have, I don't know if it would fit you, so I brought a secondary gift. Okay. What size sweatshirt are you? XL. I only have a large of the one I wanted to give you. Okay. So the other one, I have an XL. I don't know if you would wear What's because that? you are past. This is merch I have now. Oh, oh, is that your merch? Yeah. Not past at the comedy store? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's my big comedy hurdle. They won't have me. He's for real. He said, um, he said, he's, I'm not a fit for the club. <laughs> so, uh, I wear what's it as a badge other, of honor. What's the, what's the large? The largest is my take your shoes off goblin merch. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you something then in an XL. No. Yeah. Would yeah, you wear this? I, I would, I would definitely wear that. XL. Yeah. I would definitely wear that. You know, who's going to definitely steal it from me is my daughter, Isla. Well, uh, I'll it. get her one in her, in, in her size. Uh, she only wears XLs. That's her size. This is perfect. This is perfect. Uh, my advice to you is uh, wash it once uh, inside out because there's a little debris and then you're good. Cold. Perfect. Air dry. This is a great podcast, Rick. I had fun, man. Thanks I'm for having so me. I'm so glad I met you. I, I really think you're an interesting, smart, fucking insightful dude. Um, I heard about you. I mean, I don't want to keep going, but no. I heard about you a couple of years ago because of Brent Morin. Mm -hmm. uh, we all, you know Brent, right? Yeah, very well. Uh, I'd say very well. That's that's me I talking know. hyperbole. Yeah, I know way to catch yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we were, uh, Brent and I used to live in the same building that I was talking about before. And, uh, he, I'm sure he knew you before, but he was talking about your social media. I think this connects to your promos and stuff. I started following you because of that. Uh, and I followed you. I didn't watch the podcast. I didn't know much of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I listened to Dax. I listened to Riffin with Griffin. Um, and, uh, after doing our podcast, I started listening. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I really like you and I, I I'm uh, really glad that we became friendly. I'm really glad we did too. I'm really glad. And I would love to do take your shoes off whenever you're comfortable. Just so you know, I am, we do it on the I, balcony. I'm I very know. safe. I, by the way, the fact that you were doing it at all made me curious. I was like, cause I wasn't doing anything in person and then watching you behave here. I was like, Oh, okay. He's totally safe. He's yeah. totally safe. Yeah. You're more safe than I am. Uh, I do. I don't know if you've seen, I literally on the, you're outside on the balcony. Yeah. There's a glass window be between us. Headsets. Every, What's that? Headsets. We have to. Otherwise, yeah. we can't hear each other. It's literally through a closed door. Oh, you just wouldn't read lips? This uh, uh, uh I love horseback riding. And you're like, that's you not what I You can't say that. You can't say What did he say? I don't know. Um, um, this has been a blast. Yeah, man. Appreciate Thank it, you. dude. Fuck yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.